0: And I think I think we're just living in a little bit heavy of a YouTuber world, right? Like, people, yeah, because I'm playing the game still, and it's like, guys, you you guys are turning mountains into molehills. Like, yeah, there's problems. Oh, in right. with The game, right? And it's like, what game didn't launch with problems? True. at the end? It's fair. When they launch, yes. Come on. And that's why I've been. Every real- game
1: does, man. Ashes yeah, well, Pantheon exactly. well. Every now, game now, well. People are upset yeah, because so of like. Too, the-
0: yeah the duping and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but once again, that's pretty common too, that people find some weaselly way to do something. Right. Um, so it's just like, I'm not shocked by any of it. Uh, that's, I've been preaching do not play this game. Like it's, you know uh, you know, uh, no lifing and all that kind of thing. It's True. just not, you're going to be disappointed if you're not, I, I, you know, just play it casually is the best way to play new world if you don't have a monthly sub so you don't have to feel guilty about not logging in every single day just you know the game is fine if you take it that way it's it's obviously you rush to end game uh you know and uh i will say the pvp issues uh that is pretty disappointing though because this game is originally built to be a pvp game so some of those issues is a little bit less forgivable because it's like guys that was your original vision right so those things should be a little bit better. I feel like, but
1: um... welcome to the party. We are looking for more of your podcasts for all things gaming, with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I'm your host Phoenix, also known as Samorg, Joined today by our returning party members. Let's welcome back in reverse order today the nathan napalm hey glad to be here thanks for having me again <laughs> oh man welcome in I, I gotta talk to you about something but we'll get to that in just a moment Renfell, All welcome right. back nathan
0: yeah what's up uh,
1: change of scenery friend what's going on in yeah the around there you're gonna share a little bit about some of the nerdy stuff and things that people could view and people are going wait view oh i'm sorry put a pin on that because i have a script to go by don't i and also uh this is gonna tie into a few other things before we get dug in too far gotta give a shout out to all of the imperial flames which are the supporters here on twitch youtube and patreon thank you so much for keeping this party's bags packed provision stocked for all of the adventures here on the show um if you would like to call in leave us a voice message we can sometimes play here it's one five three nine six six four six eight zero one. 664 if you'd like to leave us an iTunes review to help boost us up in the algorithm, you can do that by going over to our Twitter, which is at the LFM show on Twitter, pinned right to the top. You'll see all the links on all the podcast places, and you can go do your magical work there. If you leave a comment, we'll read that here live as well. And, um, we're going to play a little bit of catching up with the cast. I'm looking forward to this, the Halloween, uh, man, pumpkins and all the things I know I nerded out about it a little bit last time it was a great time, right? Um. I'm still kind of on the, um, I don't know, man, it, like from October into November is like the the point where I just go from like pumpkins and horror into Harry Potter into like Lord of the Rings. And that takes me into the end of the mm. year, I feel like. But um, D&D is on the table, sort of yeah. like tabletop
2: game, you know, <laughs> it's
1: on the yep. table uh, <laughs> or it's tabletop. Should I say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But um, speaking of tabletop, we're getting ready for the D&D uh, campaign that we're going to be a part of and also welcome into everybody here in chat. Y'all have been lit. Thank you so much for the support. Really, I do appreciate it. And so do we all here. But most importantly, we're glad to have you here live. For those that aren't here live, who are listening to this show, um, you're going to like be wondering what we're talking about in a second, because I'm talking about Nathan. Um, to kick it off with what's been going on the past week you've got a change of, uh, atmosphere for the show and your background looks different. You want to tell us all about the stuff there?
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> um, all I've really done is I twisted, I was facing that way and I twisted it this way. Um, so, uh, changed up the background a little bit cause I have a little bit more room here. You can see my D and D stuff and some other nerdy, Got some Zelda and final fantasy yeah. back. Um, uh, this, this painting behind the D and D, uh, here is uh from a, a graphic novel you <laughs> know um so yeah nice. a map up here you can't really see it there's a map of a uh, candle keep up here so yeah, uh we're, we're we're changing up the office a little bit that's
1: awesome man i dig it yeah I, I dig the uh the geeky things i dig the map up there i can't quite see it but i can tell it's there i can tell that it exists um yeah yeah i dig it man i've got i've got and some yeah. books too they're on a shelf and unfortunately i don't really understand 90 percent of what's in there yet so it's fine
0: <laughs> it's like being I, got, I got i got basic guides coming basic like <laughs> you
1: can get a, foundational you
0: can get uh, yeah but this leaves me a lot of room so like as we're yeah. playing our D D things coming up as we're playing i got room to kind of
1: from the grow. jump back, back yeah. crazy Hell yeah man oh what about you ranfell what you been up to man
3: uh, just a lot of, because um, we did last last Thursday, we did the point and click demo went live, so it's just been a rush of of getting that out there and getting a lot of feedback from people. Thankfully, no one's come across any bugs. That's been that's been very good for us because we had like two months of like nonstop bug hunting between the three of us, and we managed to looks like anyway we managed to kill everything before it went out to people. So, um, yeah, that's been fun. And then did chapter nine went out and then just doing, um, chapter nine went out. Yes. This morning, actually. And then doing prep for, um, Mm -hmm. tabletop Mm because this upcoming Sunday we have our first informal Mm -hmm. session where we're going to be meeting up for the first time to do some, um, training wheels, stuff, character creation and the like Mm -hmm. with, um, fantasy grounds. And not a lot i got i had like a cold or something over the weekend so i still got a little bit of a scratchy throat and i'm just kind of hunkered down and and uh taking it easy Mm -hmm. and uh yeah that's about it it's been it's been fairly low-key
0: guess what i'm catching up on what's that because because they got an expansion coming up and i gotta see how the story ends I just finished uh, the uh, Shadowbringers and Final Fantasy 14 last oh, night. Oh,
1: damn! Really? Way
0: too late, Man. but I kept feeling like, oh no, I'm getting close to the end, so I stayed up to like five in the morning. Then I had to. ease.
1: Wow, my brother's been playing that actually. He 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 jumped into playing, and he's I've talked about my brother before, right? My brother Shaw's on the show. He's usually lurking in chat all the time. He is the guy that gets into a game and just. It makes the craziest money you'll ever you'll ever see. And I knew when he got into that game, he was going to go with the golden saucer and he was going to probably end up doing some stuff and things there. He 100 percent did. And I was like chatting with him the other day. I was like, hey, he was like, man, did you know about this? And this I'm like, no, all I've done was a story. I literally haven't done crafting. I've done anything. I've done some PvP and I've done, of course, I've done PvP. I've done PvP and I've done story. Right, and that was my thing. Yeah, I've done those things, that's it. I, and I am at the end of Stormblood, but I haven't played it because damn it, I don't have enough time. And I go and I gotta do what I enjoyed the most not what I yeah. all of what I enjoyed, just what I have the time to fit into. And you guys, oh, I don't know. <clears throat> Number one, Renfell. This Sunday after the Ashes Pathfinder podcast, 5 PM CDT, which is right. Here. <laughs> yeah. sister show. I love doing that because it's like it's even really promoting. It. It's like yeah, it's funny. Everybody just laughs when I do it anyway. But we're doing the podcast as usual, right? And usually I do some gaming afterwards. I may may get a little bit of gaming in after that, but I've got to prepare for that, right? So we're gonna be doing yeah. this kind of behind the scenes got my outfit in you guys have seen it and i've got a little bit of modifications to do but i'm pretty happy with it as like foundational piece uh nice. to start with um definitely has the vibes uh moving forward but anyway oh yeah not see Yeah, it's not CDT anymore. Uh, I guess this Sunday it'll be CST again, right? Because we'll be falling back an hour. I
3: actually changed last Sunday. So I've, this whole week for Ah, me, I've had meetings this week and everything is an hour off. So I, but thankfully this time around, it was only a week difference because usually it's like anywhere three to five weeks where I have to Mm -hmm. just throw my whole Google calendars out the window because it gets all skewed.
1: Oh, oh, man, I've got a I've got. So here's some things on the agenda. I'm going to share the things, right? The things for me. Been playing ESO, right? The update 32 came out, Um, went into battlegrounds, got a, absolutely smashed like I was a freaking noob. And I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell just happened? So there is some balancing that probably needs to go on with that right now. So I'm kind of I'm actually really glad that a lot of the seasonal stuff is over with because I was kind of starting to feel burned out. Just going to kind of bring us to our point later, like kind of in tying it in. We're going to go from beginning to end. We're going to go full circle with this feeling of taxation. I, it's always good to like spend time. I think as a creator, like doing multiple things Um, after today, after the podcast day, I'm actually going to be playing Lost Ark because I got a key for it to play it. So I'm going to check it out. I'm not 100% sure how it's going to if it's going to hit and it's going to feel you know good, if it's going to be my style or not. But um, we got like, you know, Elder Scrolls on Friday coming up. I do. Um, but I've been playing a lot. I know I've talked about it before. I I'm I'm worried guys. I don't know what to do here. I've got the ashes HQ website. I've got ESO HQ. I've been working on. I've got some more HQ, which I don't even talk about, which is like the main hub for all of it anyway. Right? So I've got three websites that I'm and I'm still tinkering with ESO weekly. Been making a lot of headway on the things are getting posted there. Oh, Renfell I submitted I think the MailChimp thing to get the demo for your game so I can your point and click adventure, so I can actually check it out and I can t- talk about that it's a lot of
0: fun it doesn't take yeah. a lot of time yeah like you can so and it's good man you can mm-hmm. really uh I enjoyed that by the way a lot Renfell I kind of take it out go do it it's fun Yeah,
3: I appreciate the video that was yeah, really awesome yeah I, cool. I actually this morning um sidetracking slightly um I had, there's a point and click adventure group that my brother and Mm -hmm. I are part of on Facebook. And most of the people in that group, there's like 12,000 people in the group. Most of them, it's pretty much just a place Mm -hmm. where everybody just congregates to, to celebrate the old games. But there are quite a few developers and there are Kickstarters that go up like every few weeks. And most of these Kickstarters get three to 500. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're shooting for like 20, 25 thousand dollars and they pretty much all get successfully funded with a huge chunk of the people in this group but this group tends to really want the old school graphics that pixelated look and feel so those are the games that resonate the best with them whether they're new games or old games so i was Mm -hmm. shooting in the dark when we when we sent ours into the group um, because we have modern graphics or stylized but still it's not pixelated from 25 30 years ago no and this morning we got some feedback from this girl who played it uh patricia and she left like the most detailed feedback i mean it was like i it took me like 20 minutes to read through her her feedback and i was like i felt really there was a part of me that was like this is really cool because now i've seen you know, like Nathan put a video out, and and I've gotten some feedback from other people, and then I've seen <laughs> this. So it's like we have people who are genuinely like getting into it. And her 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 only complaint, and this is the funniest thing ever, was she had no idea um, because she had kind of skim read the part where I talked about how this is part of an right. overall <clears throat> world, you know, that we're building, and so she had all these questions at the end of her post about like what is this what's this who are the elves who's the church of the elder oh. ways like what's this lore and this lore and this lore and i'm I like am... patreon.com <laughs> yeah, yeah. you got like, it <laughs> yeah oh yeah That's the whole point yeah. is, is is you, you gotta it's all because the source book and i've done a whole bunch of stuff on mm-hmm. the patreon from the source book like, as I was drafting the first, like, four months, I just put... Every day I would sit down and write, I would just copy and paste whatever I wrote, put it into a Patreon post. So, all that stuff's in there. Um, and, and, like, the draft format of, like, who, you know, history of the world and everything. But it's been... I really appreciate the the feedback and everything else, guys. So, thanks.
1: Yeah. Been, uh, absolutely. Yeah. um Dude, so I'm going to apologize ahead of time um, because... I might be tired. Like, I, we're on the, we're, like, here's what's going on. So, obviously, I do stuff for Ashes. I do stuff for ESO. I've been, I actually, there's three games I'm actually dedicated to it. I'm just going to, like, own it. I, I'm not going to fight it anymore. I'm just going to, I'm going to own that these are the things that I'm clearly going to play. Right. These are clearly the games I love. And I'm just going to stick to the shit that I can't get enough of.
0: Yeah. That I always that's play. Plan.
1: Right. That's it's plan. The stuff I love. So it's Ashes of Creation. It's the Elder Scrolls mm-hmm. line. And it's, and I never thought in my life I'd play a card game and love it. Like I do Gwent.
0: Hey, man, I'm an
1: addict. It, I'm an addict, it, dude.
0: It comes to like the territory it, of being a nerd, man. Like, uh, you know, people may be like, if you're, if you're nerdy, uh, oh. into that kind of culture, Dude. And you say, I don't like card games. You just haven't found the right one because so, it will get you. There you it go. Get you. Sort
1: of in the tabletop domain a bit, you know. Yeah, a exactly. Bit, right?
0: exactly.
1: I, yeah. It, I've played Hearthstone. I've played all, i played all, a lot of them. Okay. Like a bunch of them, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. It, I think Gwent game. has just a really,
3: cool, yes. like the lay, the yes. really cool. Yeah. Like the layout is really cool. I like the lore behind the characters. That the are on Witcher the universe, cards. dude. Right. So there's a lot there's a lot going in the music and the art are just
1: yes 100%. I I lose more hours in that game when I play it than I do anything else. The truth is, I don't stream the majority of the time I play it. Like it's usually like I'm going to be really honest, okay? It's usually one of those situations where I get done doing everything and it's the end of the night and then I I just I get I'm on my phone and it's like why didn't you sleep all last night? Gwent. Right.
0: Gwent. Yeah. Why didn't I yeah, why so, did I not
1: sleep well last night, Gwent? The damn game so, I can't get enough I w- of.
0: I want to say the reality is, is that they're streaming us, oh. right? Where we're all like, you know, super hyper focused and paying attention to chat and you know, we're we're doing things and we're we're playing the game. Mm-hmm. And then there's not streaming us, which uh-huh. is like my feet up on the desk, practically naked, sprawled out playing an RPG, right? And right. like you need that time too. You need that time where you
3: can just Sure. And I'm actually in the flip side, cause I don't I don't stream that much compared to the two of you. I think um, I, I only really stream right now Mondays and Wednesday nights, and the last couple of Wednesdays I've been busy with meetings with my brother. But we've just we've been streaming Star Wars: The Old Republic during because it's our winter gaming sessions. But like I was telling right before the show, I think before you jumped in the call, Nathan, I was telling. So I'm like, it got cold last night. This morning I woke up. It was, I woke up at five and I was pissed because I didn't want to wake up at five, but my body was awake and it was cold in the house. I literally just came in, plugged the heater in by the sofa, made a pot of coffee and just curled up underneath the blanket and played Red Dead Redemption 2 for like almost three hours while I warmed up. And it's like, you know, no one needs to see me in that state because it's like, right. I'm, not, I'm not brushing <laughs> my teeth. My beard's all like smushed to one side because I slept on this side. You know, it's like, Where I'm not in that. No. Yeah, exactly. Dude.
1: Exactly. Like, that's also me in chat going, New World HQ, Sim? No, thanks. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, we're going to talk about, we got to talk about that. That is a...
0: How far along is it anyway? You're... I
1: which one what the
0: the new world hq uh oh it's, long it's not
1: now. a long what do you mean oh, <laughs> <laughs> i might i might on my on my some more hq website i might like put a tab on there and do like a sort of pay jumping thing at the top like an index where they can people can go and kind of learn about like maybe things after i actually learn more about it but yeah. you know because that, that game isn't you know like anyway that was within my bandwidth to do something like that but Dude, that game took a major
0: hit this week too. Uh, They had the, they world. Had the gold. The, the, uh, people figured out the classic old, it's, it's old as dirt. The, they did it back in Diablo oh, where they me. figured out how to dupe oh, items, and Amazon got oh, super pissed. Like no. their, their letter, I felt like was like, I read it as if they were super upset, right? They're really? like, hey guys, we're taking down all trade. Nobody's going to exchange items, gold, trade houses down until we get this fixed. And when we find out you did it, you're out of here. You know, like they were, they were upset because people were totally just trashing their economy. Uh, so anyway, they got it fixed a uh, few days, no trading at all. And uh, what was that? Uh, Tuesday night, Tuesday night, they got it. They patched it and got it back up and everything seems to be fine so far. <laughs> this is like, dude.
1: So anyway, long and short, I love Gwen. I've been playing the shit out of it. I'm just giving in. I I played it in the de- in development stages. Right and then it launched and it. I didn't stop playing because I didn't like it. I stopped playing it because I had a community around uh, other games and they were like, hey, play this, hey, play this. And I did that thing of uh, let me go play what other people want me to play sort of thing back in the day. And, you know, and I jumped back in. I've been for a few months now, uh, played it and oh man, I got the. I got the there was a there was a seasonal and the seasonal was like the week long little event where they have an altered card game with different rule sets right special conditions and so I like created it was like this thing where uh the cards you play take damage and then if you play one it's a Witcher card it actually will get a boost from it or whatever so it actually worked out really well and I played this I created this I call it my Skellige or Skelly Witch Fury deck so it makes sense if you understand the card game but I basically put together to where it spawns a bunch of Witchers and i end up just getting tons of witchers and i boost the shit out of all of them and i think i lost in that week period i I won like 80 something games and Mm -hmm. i lost like three and i was like and that was where that was when the hook happened because i was Mm -hmm. like oh i can come up with something that performs like this must 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 fuel this like desire to like be good and i am not i'm just i'm decent i'm still learning but that thing's got me like by the mis- you know you know nostalgia balls or whatever but yeah.
0: i i want to mention something that i think would be helpful to you mm-hmm. sam uh so as gold actually originally said it but i didn't hear that part i heard josh strife Haynes say it uh if anybody follows him um and he said <laughs> if i'm not playing a game in the exact moment you want me to be playing the game then i've quit the game that's uh that's the way i'm looked at right mm-hmm. so it's like you know, if I'm not playing the the exact game at the time that you want me to play that mm-hmm. exact, then I must have quit the game, right? So it's one of those. It's that's a funny.
1: That is actually <laughs> really funny that you say that because that's so true, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's like the second, and I'm I I I'm not doing this whole. I'm not as a creator. I'm not. Oops. uh Someone just didn't. Oops. I just realized my gog is open, and that was the sound of someone adding me a gog. Let me exit. <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah, so was. busted that I've got the the launcher up that I played the <laughs> Witcher card game on. So he's
0: been playing it recently. Oh, shit. This is recent No, memories. no,
1: no, not recently. <laughs> not recently. It was up there preemptively. But Scribbles, I see you joined. Welcome in, buddy. Uh, so, yeah, you can add me over there. That's so fucking <laughs> funny, dude. Um, no, so... Um, Okay, okay, back on track here. So long and short, we're gonna talk about that the whole time. But we're, I am, I am just giving in, and I'm making it part of my thing. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna enjoy it. I get, okay, so, back on track. I'm, a, I, I'm not doing this thing of like I'm gonna play what people want me to play. If you do that, you're always chasing something. And from my experience, it's chasing something that brings you unhappiness, or at least brings me unhappiness and a lack of fulfillment. I'm just gonna do what I love doing and enjoy doing. Yeah. And I'm gonna play those games. And man ashes of creation has got their upcoming live stream their last one actually was really good it was really good like they're I, I, I have a speculation that they might this is pure speculation do not take this for anything other than sims got an idea based on information means jack shit. okay i have this feeling that and in my gut, it just seems like they're gearing up to maybe try to make this game work with Unreal Engine five. I'm not sure it's just they're working on so many systems right now that the game we're not going to see it for months, according to Steven. We're not going to see anything systems related for months. And then he outlined specific things that seemed very likely that would be beneficial to work on and for a transition, right? Yeah. Like code yeah. like their own, you know, their own foundational code for the MMORPG. Like that's the stuff that would need to be worked on so anyway it's an idea it means nothing but it feels like it to me and they showed off so many beautiful things man what what engine so did it good. used to be on it's what it's engine? planned for unreal engine 4 right so oh, it would just so... be it would just be really setting up to potentially Boarding
3: it to the new yeah yeah yes. so
0: how how big mm-hmm.
3: of a pain would that be in your opinion do you think well uh well that depends on where they're at exactly in... The state of their development, because I will say this um, during the saga leukemia times. Um, mm-hmm. I think there were. I'm trying to remember back. I think there were three times when there was a update that that happened. Three or four times, and each time, granted, small team. You know, right. uh, it was a two to three month thing on the low end of not getting anything else done just two to three months to get everything ported over and updated and then making sure that all of your assets and shaders and vfx and everything have made that update as well i would assume that theirs is a much bigger Mm -hmm. scope but also they have a lot more team members but i would still say that that's a three to six month in my mind three to six months Right. Unless they've just said we're stopping everything else and mm. the only thing we're doing is this. Then maybe they could get it done right. in and 90, if it you know, sixty if it, to ninety days. If
0: it were true too, with them having kind of a pretty big reputation at this point, especially considering it's still indie, right? I mean mm. they got a pretty big thing going. Yes. It, it it's possible they could have got a little bit of help from the Unreal team. I mean it's it it's is. not
3: it's, it it's it's possible, sure. Um I think in the case of, say, looking at Pantheon, I know they've got help from the exactly. Unity people a couple of times. A time. lot,
0: yeah. Yes. The Unity because work with them it, yeah, Because they consider that
3: to be, like, their premiere. Yeah. It's a little different with them because on, uh, Unity doesn't Unity. really have a big... Unity doesn't have a big MMORPG out on their platform. Right, and yeah, this Shroud is to prove the, it can do it. That's right. why they've been so invested. because Shroud like, of wow. the Avatar is Unity, but they didn't really push that boundary because... They were doing very small scenes. Right, and you could only have so many people within the scenes, and then it was a ton of instancing going on and everything else. So that yeah, it's more of really an MMO intense. light. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if if that is true. I w- I would anticipate like three months would be a, a hesitant guess as as right. how long that would take to do the update upgrade.
1: Yeah. So and then when you say stuff like that, and then we go, well, when did they end Alpha One? White middle of August, they're talking it'll be at least a couple months till we see anything with related to systems. What's that put us at? Spring of next year, right? Yeah, and a lot of the things on the agenda that Stephen noted in the last live stream was related to some of those items that you just talked about. So I'm going, uh, just feel foundationally like that's what's good going on. Theory. Okay, no evidence, it's a good theory, it's a theory. but in the meantime, yeah. oh.
0: Smart for them too. I just want to mention. I I like, believe
1: it would be yeah. And it's the perfect time to do that if you're gonna make the changes, do it right now before because they're talking alpha two. You're gonna have your you know class, you know your base archetypes are gonna be available, all kinds of stuff, right? So Ashes has got their upcoming live stream for their charity event. Now last year our community we raised like ten thousand dollars. It was crazy, amazing. Can't believe it happened. Not aiming to do that this year. I don't have the bandwidth for it this year. Um, but. I'm actually gonna be on part of their live stream to help judge that they do this. Basically, they do D&D in the Ashes of Creation, sorry, Pathfinder campaign in the in the Ashes of Creation universe. Uh, Steven DMs it, um, the you know people can drop the donations and the donations go towards the extra life charity event for the Radies Children's Hospital in San Diego, California. They've raised a lot of money over the past several years. Um, the community always comes out and does what they can. So. Um, it's for a great cause and people donate certain amounts and they can impact their campaign live. It can, um, you know, they can, uh, uh, potentially get some swag, some, you know, alpha two keys, I think are probably going to be in the mix there. Um, a bunch of other stuff. And in typical format during these events, if you hit certain milestones, you unlock more lore. And last year we unlocked some pretty significant lore for Ashes of creation So they, they kind of start through, they do it. They've got activities and stuff. Um, Usually the team kind of takes a quick power nap. A few, some of the people on the team take a quick power nap around, I don't know, uh, I'd say in the last like six to eight hours, they usually have a few hours or something in there. And then during that period last year, they had this like Minecraft competition and you know, they judged it and all this stuff. And so they got a few people this year and I'm one of the people that's going to help do the judging and stuff. It's gonna be early in the morning. So when I say I'm sorry if I'm a little ripped, I got that going on early in the morning and then I got the Pathfinder podcast and then we go to do the D&D thing. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best to get rest and energy and all that stuff, but uh you know, I, I might I might be the delirious paladin stumbling around trying to make his way in the in the world, but I am No sleep till Oh, There it is.
2: Dead. beastie boys, right?
1: <laughs> D&D. <laughs> D&D. <laughs> <laughs> we got Ooh, we got some stuff in New World. I gotta bounce back on that. It is, it is looking freaking bad. For that, it's a
3: train lost. wreck right now. It in, is in some ways. In some ways, some of these things I just go.
1: How do you, how do you have people on your team that you have, and this even happen?
3: I think you know, and this is not knowing anything on the inside, but I think they were pushing so hard, so fast to try to get something out the gate. And they revamped it so many times throughout the course of alpha into beta and everything else. Sometimes things are just going to slip through mm. um, because they didn't get caught, because there weren't enough people doing these things. And so those bugs never happened during alpha and beta. I mean, so some of that is just, that's just happens. Um, I think every big game that comes out ends up having something break within the first like sure. 60 to 90 days. And I think
0: I think we're just living in a little bit heavy of a YouTuber world, right? Like people yeah. cuz I'm playing the game still and it's like guys, you you guys are turning mountains into molehills. Like, yeah, there's problems, oh, there's right. issues with the game, right? And It's like what game didn't launch with problems True. at the end? It's fair. When they launched, Yes. Come on. And that's why I've been Every real- game
1: does, man. Ashes yeah, well, exactly. Well, every now, game. Now well.
0: people are upset yes, because so of like the duping and stuff and it's like yeah but once again that's pretty common too that people find some weaselly way to do something right um so it's just like i'm not shocked by any of it uh that's i've been preaching do not play this game like it's you know uh you know uh, no lifing and all that kind of thing it's just not you're gonna be disappointed if you're not you know just play it casually is the best way to play new world if you don't have a monthly sub so you don't have to feel guilty about not logging in every single day just you know the game is fine if you take it that way it's it's obviously you rush to end game uh you know and uh i will say the pvp issues uh that is pretty disappointing though because this game is originally built to be a pvp game so some of those issues is a little bit less forgivable because it's like guys that was your original vision right So those things should be a little bit better, I feel like, but um, they've changed it so much, who knows what Yikes. all this change to the overall oh. of everything.
1: So, Eastkin chat said the hatchet exploit is mega cringe, Nike yeah. damage
0: a hit. What, yeah,
1: I'm just to me, it's like, yo, you can I can code your I can code in the game and in literally the text chat channel,
0: though. Like, that's just. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear about that. You that's did
1: Oh, dude. No, that's hilarious. Yeah, I didn't you know you can literally you can literally put it in. You could literally <laughs> code in to where someone could click an image or like a link and it'll crash their game.
3: Oh, or so somebody wow. clicks
1: on it in chat. That can happen. They're just
3: they've they've got some issues with the way they did the authority on the servers versus clients and stuff. So I mean, it's just learning curves. I think from a team that has never launched a big. Obviously they have some people on their team who have launched games, but this is you're launching a brand new thing. So
0: Yeah, That's amateur big. team overall. And it shows in a lot of ways too,
3: right? Bound to break some things. Here's a good I mean, DM you're, question. You're it, you
1: related to D and D in chat that I thought this is a good one from a Mord Cell says so real question here for the D and D campaign as a DM, do you prefer milestone level up or experience
3: level up? Fuck experience points, milestones. <laughs> Especially for fifth edition. Especially for fifth edition. I've I've never used experience points. I think I think it's one of the lamest in my mind. Opinion only. I like milestones because then you always give the players the chance to feel like they've just accomplished something really epic because they get done with something, taking a breather. You know, heavy breath. We just finished this epic fight, or we finished a really cool quest line, or something. And guess what? Not only did you get some coin and some loot you're also getting a new level with some spells and new abilities and so on and so forth. The experience point thing turns it into a grind and it's yeah. also a nightmare from mm. a managerial standpoint because it's like, well, that goblin gave 40 XP and this one gave 32 and you're a rogue, so you get less XP per level than the ranger and so you're only going to level up this much and, blah, 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 and Because you all, it's fractionally divided between these six. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> nah. No, dude, that's too much. Also, I feel like if you do milestones, it seems to me it would feel like as a group, You 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 know it's kind of like you level up as a group. Well, yeah, and like for me, from like an immersion standpoint, I would kind of feel like if as you're leveling, if it's like the group levels up together, well, if the sense of unity strengthens, like the unit cohesion, then I also would feel like it would make sense because well, we just maybe had this encounter or we traveled from point A to point B and whatever we kind of did along the way, we kind of learned to further master, you know, our craft so to speak and sure. here's what we've gained we reflect on it and then we move forward until we get to do that again that that to me like feels more organic than like cutting up experience points and tallying it and that micromanagement element to me i don't think that i would vibe with that just as someone who it, would enjoy you know
3: it's also yeah. the same there there's something to be said for um sorry nathan i totally jumped no my, go ahead um, go ahead some people i mean there there's something to be said for using the hexagons as a guide point for general, excuse me, general Mm. distances, say, you know, you're within 30 feet, so you can definitely land that spell. But I've also had the unfortunate experience way back in the day, and I swore I would never do this. I had a, a GM when I was very young, who was a Nazi about distance rules. Like mm-hmm. if you if you were like two inches short, well, your long sword is only this long and you're this <laughs> many feet away. And so your attack's not gonna be able to land. So you're gonna have to wait to the next round. And <laughs> it's like, dude. I'm within five feet. Like, come on. like. Yeah, yeah. I'll lean into it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I'm lean into it a little bit. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, I think
0: I think also with the uh, with the uh, pace and the leveling up uh, that way too, uh, an advantage you have is everybody levels up at the same time. So when you get to levels where you have to pick certain paths or certain spells or et cetera, everybody kind of gets that moment to kind of chill for a second and figure out what they're going to do. Um, when you get to those you know, like level five, et cetera, mm-hmm. uh, where you start making some some decisions. As opposed to it's in the middle of the game, you're trying to rush and make a decision before it's your turn, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I I think it just overall, and I I really honestly feel like the campaigns, the official campaigns are, are really designed really well in fifth edition to say that's obviously a milestone level up time you know
3: i think i was even reading it the other day going through the lost mine of Phandelver. i think there's a point at the end of one of the sections where it said this would be a good point to level up your character yeah I, I remember reading that and kind of nodding my head and going fair enough i like the <laughs> fact that you put that in there because it is a good point you know it's like yeah, having those sort of um i've been doing that with mine as well as i'm de- as i'm designing and laying out this module Putting in those little tidbits of like, this is this is a good stopping point, you know, to do that either at the end of the session or at the beginning of the next one. Because you also just pointed out something, too, I, I would say that that is interesting because some of the levels you can do it in a quick 10, 15 minute thing, you know, but some of them because you're getting so many new, like if you're getting a new feat, a stat, and like three new spell slots and say two new abilities, like that's like a 45 minute. That's, you know, you need to stop, read up on all the feats that you might want to choose from, figure out which of the three out of 40 spells that you're going to choose. Like, that's a big decision that you don't want to make hastily. Um, And those can even turn into, you know, a chunk of a session, you know. Yeah. um, And and since you just finished a milestone, it's likely
0: that that's probably the end of that session yeah. and, and so it gives you time to make all those decisions in between games right instead of uh fumbling around and people make bad decisions because they're trying to rush through and uh continue the game and not hold other people up and you know it's just a whole thing so i think milestones really is uh the best way to go if you have a story-based campaign you uh, i'm sure renfo you play campaigns where it's not really a story based; it's just like there's a dungeon combat there's a town control. to go to it's more combat based and then i do like the experience right cuz then it's just like we're actually playing this to for combat role play right. you know what i'm saying um so yeah we're playing an official campaign so
1: hell yeah it's going to be my first time doing like an official campaign too so it's going to be because I've always done the little like one-offer sort of thing where you just kind of yeah jump in there and there's a place and you go through and you do this and you do that and then I never see this place again or my character it's just like ah. Oh.
3: A hard part with D and D is they've set the bar so high. Wizards of the Coast has, with how, the way they produce their modules in terms of artwork and because they've got hundreds of people who work on these things. Yeah. yeah. So as I've as I've been like putting together my campaign and Chris is doing artwork and stuff, I'm looking at mine and going. I don't i'm not looking forward to the layout portion of that nah. because i'm not going to be able to come close to matching what they've done with their books yeah because we don't have that level of production but it's 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 a daunting thing but it also is kind of cool to look at and go okay this is a frame of reference but i will say that i've 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 looked at i haven't played a lot of other games uh, but i've looked at like a lot of other fifth edition and, you know supplemental campaigns and other things and it's i've not really seen other thing other than um what is it called grim grim press or grim i forget grim something um their books are exceptionally well like they look like full-on wizards of the coast books um and i apologize for my throat i need to mute myself here
1: that's okay happens
3: that uh post-nasal drip and head cold thing for like a week
1: now i know there's a lot of people have been picking up i think a lot of respiratory things from most of the people i know there's a lot of people that are catching a bunch of bugs right now so it's like that time of year for a lot of us mm-hmm. isn't it um yeah you know one thing i wanted to hit on because we're going to kind of come back around we're going to hit on a few of the gaming news discussion points we, we had to talk some D D, obviously because we're gearing up for it and everything and i do have some points related to you know gaming and some things i've kind of reflected on because i mean i play a few different games you know somewhat regularly one that's in development obviously and incrementally whenever that's available to play you know but the overall in all my gaming experience i have some ideas around you know that sort of dynamic of game content and and some of the monetization and the daily sort of like a- aspect of gameplay so we'll, we'll get to that but there were some news elements so i mean i'm just gonna hit hit on this one so the the possible elder scrolls 6 planned release date was leaked by geforce now um that's crazy it's not like the first time that they've done this right and so it's just yeah i was like looking at this and there's like you know the game's gone radio silent you know and kind of talking about but on january 1st uh could still provide some insight general so they were like literally talking about potentially 2024 is what it's looking like could be a date a potential day also you're going Wait. they also
3: mentioned in that article that mm-hmm. but that that is also a day apart from the indiana jones game that bethesda is launching so right so that's food for thought because be it wouldn't they wouldn't launch both of those at the same no. time. Yeah, career.
0: it's it's probably more like we know we're, we're at least at this point, we're pretty sure we're launching Indiana Jones first. And yeah, then our so. next game will be Elder Scrolls, and it could be in November. Actually, it would make more sense if they launched it somewhere in October, November to hit that Christmas crowd. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a big game. It's a big deal for them, you know. So I think they'll also, I'd like to mention, that With Microsoft now being involved, right? I don't think they're going to pass the uh, whatever they used to call a PR check um, or a, um, a customer uh, check on the bugs, etc., like they used to with the other Elder Scrolls. Because, oh, you know, those games launched the buggiest thing you've ever seen in your life, right? Um, so I don't think they're – I think it's going to take a little longer just based on I believe Microsoft's gonna kinda of force them to do a little bit better of a check on those kind of things. There was mm-hmm. an
3: interesting article I read about the um the intro scene into Skyrim? Is that the one with the cart? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. And they were fun. talking about how there was a there was a fly or a bee or something. I think it was a bee. And they were talking about how the, the, the cart kept like getting into this thing where the cart would like go off into the air or would get stuck in the environment yeah, yeah. and it was this it was this it was this bug that cost hundreds of man hours if i'm not mistaken <laughs> to, and they finally figured out that what it was was there was a bee that had a collider on it and it was in the environment and so the the cart kept colliding with the bee and and so they had to go back and, and get rid of colliders on all the bees or something like that wow. i remember reading this a couple months ago and it was just made me laugh because um, it's the little things when you're doing bug checks. Well, <laughs> let's 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 be clear
0: here too that um, Bethesda has in the past gotten a lot of slack because they kind of invented this open world thing. You know what I mean? Like way back Daggerfall. I mean, that, what yeah. the crap? Nobody's seen anything like that nope. before, right? They're totally nuts. Like mm-hmm. I'm making stuff up here, but I'm not too far off. No, twelve hundred cities. You know, six thousand dungeons. I mean insane, right? And then Morrowind was in 3D, so things had to be toned down a little bit, but um, still massive, open, like crazy, uh, you know, and it's like, you know, they get a little bit slack in the past because it's like, man, nobody else is doing this. But today, we got lots of people doing this, right, with the way better, less bugs and issues like The Witcher 3, much smoother, um, better expensive mm-hmm. launch, right? Issues, still had issues, but uh,
3: speaking of speaking of bugs, so I had said the other day you inspired me to um, load up Cyberpunk 2077 again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I, I had put that back on my PS4. I had not played it. I played it at launch, played all the way through. It was a horrible buggy mess. I tried it briefly around May of this year, and I did a video about it. I said it seems to be working well-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I dove back and I got about 30 hours into it and just uninstalled it because mm. honestly, they have still I, I had uh, in about 30 hours, I had five blue screen crashes on the PS4 Oh dang! and tons of texture loading issues where um, I would run around a corner and everything would just be like a, a like palette of colors. What? But no textures loaded, and I was like, obviously, they still have not. Oh, recently? Uh, this was just last week. Oh, I, I played Lord. like five days in a row, like five, six now, hours each day. Wow.
0: Now, I want to say that I've been playing on PC, and I haven't had hardly yeah. any. No major I will say, issues. I've had some
3: to, small little things compared to the way it was at launch. It's much better, but it also was still bad enough that I was like, I've, I should not be getting blue screen crashes. Like this, like one every 30 hours or so I even get, I still get a blue screen every once in a while when I play Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like, and that's been patched to hell and back over the course of like four years or three years or something. Um, But to have it continually. So, I mean, they have fixed a lot of issues with cyberpunk, but those bugs are, there's a lot of bugs still there. And given the fact that they just announced that they're pushing all of the future, patches and everything else to 2022 they got to yeah i literally just said you know what fuck it i'm just gonna wait until they've launched the ps5 version and then Mm. i'll just play it again on the ps5 and and see what it's like then and hopefully by that point all the dlc because it's a really good game man the story is so good like it's such a good game and it's such a shame that Mm. there's still so many issues where it got really frustrating the blue screens were you know not that big a deal, but the texture loading issues got bad enough that i was just like i'm just gonna go make coffee and wait because it's like every it was like every 20 minutes i'd run around a corner and the game would take like 90 seconds to load a scene and it's like hmm. this is a little ridiculous right. wow and wow. again i am on the base hmm. ps4 so i'm not on a ps4 uh still, or anything
1: yeah you still be I'd, loading it fine though yeah
0: I, I think that it's super obvious with that game that um they made a bad mistake by releasing on consoles at the same yeah. time they really should release on yeah. p c plus p c gamers are a lot more um, accepting of bugs right as long as the game works. Mm. You know what I mean now no, l- I, would, I would I would argue that cyberpunk still launched really rough yeah. but um w- but even still, you cannot release a game like that and then try to try to shove it onto um The PS4 and the Xbox One just weren't ready for something. They should have just said, look, we can technically put it on those systems, but we're going to wait and we're going to get everything worked out and make a console exclusive uh, version of this game uh, on PS5 and the new Xbox, right? And and that would have been so much smoother for them. And I hate it for them because I love that team and I really do think that uh, you can tell they just put a lot of love into it. this. Is, that game's got some of the most intense moments in gaming I've ever been in.
3: Right? There's like, some storylines that are just, especially I, I'm a sucker for Pan Am. Like, uh, Pan Am is like, that's the traditional romance path if you're gonna if you're gonna play a male avatar, yeah, um, mm. a straight male avatar. Yeah. And I love her character, but also the, um, why am I blanking on her name? She's the hacker chick who you meet in the very beginning. Yeah, that puts you in the thing. Yeah, um, she's this really skinny lesbian chick. Um, I love her character. And if you, I don't know if you did this for the first time you played it through Nathan, but her if you play her storyline through the entire way, it is one of the most, gut-wrenching emotional storylines and the voice acting and everything is so well done and you get like these quest lines Mm. are like 20 hours long with just like this one character and there's multiple characters that have that happen to them so it's such a good game and it's it really frustrates me because it's i was looking forward to a second run through but after all the blue screen crashes and stuff i was like nope there's other things i can play yeah
1: yeah. i uh, i got that game on pc it was gifted to me when it launched and i just didn't have the bandwidth to play it and uh, i don't know man I, I just i think i'm more of a fantasy player for the yeah. most part I, I can get into like call of duty and some other games but when you look at like you look at the vast majority of the games i've played that i've really played like a lot fantasy-based. it's fantasy based adventure sort of
2: mmo
3: Yana Reeves is pretty good in that game. Oh, though. he's so really? good in it. Nice. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's epic. Uh, but I'll, I'll say this. The only I I normally in fantasy just about only, right? I really hate it when they mix fantasy with sci-fi. I'm just not a fan of that yeah, unless it's, it's done unless it's done in a way where the fantasy majorly overrides, right? Like uh then I'm okay with it. But when they really try to like make it 50 uh, I don't like it. But uh the only reason I can get into Cyberpunk, honestly, is I immediately feel like I'm playing in the world because I didn't do the Cyberpunk tabletop or anything, mm. but I did uh, Shadowrun, right? And I feel that kind of grittiness mm-hmm. and, and and kind of thing. So that's that's why I can get into it.
1: Yeah, it's also uh, chat too. So I, I'm going to go ahead and hit on this since I saw that uh, Armored Cell had mentioned this, talking about Fantasy Gloomhaven's out on PC now, which I actually have Gloomhaven the tabletop. Back there, I got that from last year uh, during that charity event we talked about earlier. Um, You know, they the team Intrepid team sort of gave out some some swag and some, you know, some tabletop games. It was like a big the gift of tabletop sort of thing going on where he signed the tabletop games and like shipped them out and stuff. And that was one of the ones I got to pick. And um, yeah, he was talking about that. And then we got, of course, we got to chat about the Elden Ring, that footage that was released like geez, man. Have you guys
0: seen that? Yes.
1: Oh, this is like what past twenty four hours, right?
0: It was and this yeah. morning. Yeah, Yo. I got a video just launched about it actually, because I had it scheduled. To at 6. I love oh, it. Oh, I'm gonna dude. have to
1: check it out, man. Yeah, dude, that was like, oh man, this game is probably gonna probably pull me in pretty pretty hard. It's so gritty and it's got that dark fantasy. You know, element. Really I, I, yeah, I, I like the a trailer. good dark fantasy vibe, man. It really. The do.
3: trailer was good, but that gameplay reveal video was yes. so much better. Yeah. So much yeah. better. Like, Ooh, it's, uh, it's looking good. It's yeah. yeah.
0: The the mounted combat really was awesome. But I tell you what, really got me the most excited was when they showed off a little bit of the co op play, right? And somebody comes in the world and they're fighting that boss together and running around in the open world together. Uh, that's something that uh, we're probably not going to get from Elder Scrolls Six, right? I doubt uh, it's possible, but I kind of doubt it because if you want to multiplayer Elder Scrolls, you got ESO, right? So I just don't think they'll put a lot of resources oh, about no. single-player games, right? Like, that's what we we want to focus on. Oh, so. yeah. So, so yeah, I th- but, dude, there, you got to admit, there's a few things in that mm-hmm. gameplay that, number one, shows it's going to be difficult as, as you would expect from Dark Souls creators. But uh, not only that, the mechanics of some of those boss fights just look super fun to learn, right? Like die 25, 50 times uh, learning each phase, et cetera. Um, yeah, man, that that got the juices flowing. I'm, I'm ex- most excited about that right now actually than any other game in the immediate future.
1: Mm, I saw a comment here uh, from Cheryl, though, about if we had any input on the... You know one and only dlc decision by nintendo on it's animal crossing i think new Horizons. is that right is that what it's called uh so it's still so widely played but just to say that it'll be uh just say that'll be all not exactly a deep game uh, yeah so I, I think that uh cheryl kind of mentioned that there was like some sort of financial decision that was being made by nintendo and i think we had talked last week i remember we had uh, been talking about some of those decisions that uh you know that platforms will make of, of like how they sort of like monetizing we talked about we've talked about this before but i don't know if you guys caught news of that or not i didn't really have a whole lot to it because i'm just i guess i kind of get used to the the way that and again we're going to get back to this here towards we're coming full circle but I quarter, sort of have like i think i think in a lot of ways we've sort of kind of grown numb or like sort of you know certain things just don't really like impact me too much anymore because you kind of get used to the way that they tend to monetize like things on on consoles a lot like and i think we've talked about the legend of zelda as a whole is a really great example of how they'll just re-release like zelda games over and over and over skyrim games over and over and over and you sort of see this sort of happening it's been happening for a while now and i don't know man i'm not a real big fan of like i, I want to get the game and if you want to like re- launch like additional content that could be purchased that can be sort of like uh you know that you know, bonds with that specific game or if you want to like release updated textures and things like that it's possible for that game that's great and i think that one one time i remember skyrim right i had gotten skyrim originally i got it on a playstation 3 i think it was uh and then ended up getting it and that's the first time i've ever gotten an elder scrolls game on a console too And so I then ended up getting um it on the PC. And then I got, I remember I got the black, it's actually back down there somewhere. It's like this black case, and it was before the Elder Scrolls Online launched, and it was their their anthology and it had all the games in there, right? And it was like, oh my God, that's great, you know. And so you could play them on, put the CDs in, and now now we don't really use CDs on the PCs much anymore, but it's fine. I don't have one anymore, sadly. I probably should have one so I could actually maybe upload it, but I digress. The point is though is that you if you got that copy when they release their hd version later you just got it on your steam because you already owned yeah. a copy of it and that sort of stuff to me is like really cool i think if like you've got this shop a nintendo store for example is a great example or the xbox game shop or whatever i i feel like if i purchase this game right and you release it to where it works for another one of your consoles, like kind of just give it to us, man. Like, you know, I feel like it, from like to a degree, I can understand like financially, maybe there's work that goes into certain things, but
0: yeah. And licensing too.
1: Yeah. But if it's like, if it's like Nintendo is a great example of this Zelda games, there's they're Nintendo only, right? It's Nintendo for the most part. There's like a few of these little off ones that kind of existed. But generally speaking, accident too. right. But there's like a few, there's a few, you know, like uh exceptions. But generally, it's Nintendo. Like if I go buy, like I had my GameCube Twilight Princess, and you release <laughs> the, you know, you release the uh, HD version on Switch or whatever. Like in a perfect world, it'd be kind of nice to be like, you know what? We know that you all have been so dedicated and supporting us all these years, buying all these Zelda games. If you own the copy and we're relaunching it as in like HD versus like a remake, a remake's a whole different story. Yeah. But if it's like just, a you know, we're like cleaning the graphics up and relaunching it for this console. It'd be nice if we're talking about these store things that like this stuff just transferred over. Um, so we could even back up and say like, OK, maybe we're not talking specifically about um, a game with that big of a generational gap, right? Like GameCube to switch let's talk about stuff that you're just talking about in their store, right? Their Nintendo eShop. That's an old title to begin with that you get and you can play on this console. Like, I think that if it's from a console so far back, like Nintendo, super Nintendo, and you're launching it on your virtual console within, you know, this platform, like that's not the difficult thing for you to implement in your future things that should carry across in the future. You shouldn't be buying all these things repeatedly. I agree. Like, that's yeah. the thing that I think is, like, that's a little scummy in my mind.
0: Or, or uh, Nintendo's a really good example because they had a really good opportunity here, right? Um, uh, they released the Switch, which is super high-selling console, and they wanted people to get their online service, which, to be honest, is purely garbage. Except for you got Nintendo and Super Nintendo games, right? Uh, now, they've done kind of a shoddy job of updating with cool games um, that could be licensing problems from games that are that old, etc. But um, what the, where they messed up, right, mm-hmm. was then they recently decided to do the expansion pack uh, for their online service, where now instead of paying $20 a year, uh, which, let's be honest, most people are paying $20 a year so they can play the Nintendo Super Nintendo games. Now you got to pay $50 a year uh, for... Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games. Um, and you get that DLC for Animal Crossing uh mm-hmm. that chat was talking about. And what I the problem here is everybody's pissed about the price because it's not like your online service is good. You gotta use a cell phone to talk to each other. It's and it's you have latency issues, it's just not good. Um but not only that, but your the point of why people are even paying you 20 dollars a year is to play old school games and we thought and they even said back then we'll be adding new consoles as time goes on well that was kind of a lie you mm. did add new consoles but then you it's not for this service True. it's an additional supplementary service yeah. so it's like dude like stick with the plan right like it would have been a really good plan right forget about sega genesis you could have just not done that right like if A lot of people are saying, well, they have to pay Sega. Okay, well, well, then screw Sega Genesis then, right? It's a Nintendo platform. uh, You can release uh, Nintendo 64 with the base price service, and everybody would have been, like, shouting from the Mm, rooftops of how excited they were. And then you could have sold your stupid, shoddy little $60 Nintendo 64 replica controller, right, that sold out, and they don't give a crap, and they're like, well, sorry, guys, we're not restocking that until 2024. Like, guys, (laughs) like, Nintendo, are you even... You know, but they're in a very unique position where they don't have to give a shit, True, right? Oh, yeah. No, they make killer games, man. There's just no denying uh, Mario, Zelda, yes. Metro. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on. They make killer games. They almost never miss. I can't Ooh. even think of a time they've missed and released a game where I was like, well, that one sucked. Unless we go all the way back to original Nintendo and or maybe the Zelda new Metroid too,
1: look, looks pretty nice. It's like old school. It's oh, hell, like Super Nintendo. It's old school, sick, it's dude. So it's
0: it's the best Metroid ever made. It looks uh, great. hands down. Wow. Like hands down, it's the best Metroid ever made. Wow. Um, and they keep doing that. Zelda, best Zelda. Well, that's arguable, but yeah. at least arguably one of the best Zeldas ever. And if you played Mario Odyssey, arguably the best Mario 3D ever. Ooh, uh, nice. Those new Super Mario Brother games they were doing. They haven't done one in a while uh those were some of the best platforming uh 2d mario i mean they just keep nailing it so mm-hmm. they don't they don't have to give a shit at this point um about what we think or our opinion uh, most disliked youtube video of all time is their announcement of the price for the uh expansion pack really uh, not of nintendo but on youtube of all time most disliked uh, ratio wow. so um they don't care they don't give they don't have to right and it's just one of those things where they they make they'll make money for all time off of i mean how long do you want to milk super mario brothers right <laughs> like seriously guys how long do you want to milk this game that you Forever. obviously already made a ton of money on you're good now you know like at what point do you say enough's enough like let's just keep continuing they bought these already let's just continue on and let them keep playing the games they already Ridiculous.
1: Would you? Would you? Would you play another Mario Brothers game if it if it had the same sort of style to it and like vibe as like Mario sixty four?
0: Yes, I know, I love right? Mario 64. Yeah, I love, it
1: would be good it.
0: And and you know, I I noticed this. I didn't notice this when I was a kid, or mm-hmm. or maybe I've forgotten. But the original Mario Brothers, right? Uh play. Oh God, who knows how many hours I've sunk in that game. <laughs> Mario Brothers three came out. You know, that was like revolutionary. I was freaking out. It was like the coolest game ever. But now, as an adult, I play those two and they control totally different, right? True. Yeah. And the original Mario Brothers had the best, tightest controls of maybe any 2d platformer ever man you can good. just that baby up and just start going and it all all the memories and the muscle memory comes back and you can just nail that game
1: hey real quick
0: that was the best
1: original mario did you all ever get to that point i can't remember the level but this was like the classic like trick that my brothers and i would always use we're hitting in the nostalgia real quick here but do you remember there was like this point you remember the um the sort of stepping stone, like wedge shaped uh, stairs, you would go up. They were everywhere. The yeah. real large ones, the max level large ones, usually
0: at the end. Yeah,
1: usually at the end. And there was one level, and I can't remember the level, but you there was a turtle that was coming down, and you would yes. go up to it, and it, you catch it on like the second to last step, second down. or third, yeah, right. And you would go, and you would catch it. Right as it jump, and you would jump on yeah. top of right at the edge, the left side, and you get stuck in this like infinite almost loop for like, and you get like what hundred free men. You max your free men yeah. out. Yeah. And it then would, he would, would die, change, right?
0: It would change the icon of how many lives in between yeah. levels to a crown or something like that, yeah. I remember. It wouldn't even have a number anymore. Yeah, it, was it would nuts. just say, like, yeah,
1: the classic. Oh, man. Classic. And Anybody ever try to go back and do that in the past several years and go, why can't I, I do I, this anymore? I did it recently.
0: <laughs> I could uh, do, right do it. right here. I still hooked this bad boy up. And that's, like, a regular at my house. Like, nice. a couple times that's a month, great. we whip that out and play it.
1: Yeah, I tried to I tried to find the spot and go back and do it. And I'm like, why can't I remember this? It's like, well, it's because you were like five or something, dude. You know what I mean? Right, right. right. <laughs> it was like thirty-five years ago. That's why. And it was
0: no big deal back then to just start over. If you mess that part up, you like yeah, reset. exactly uh, start over. I'm not missing out on that. I'll just redo everything back to that point.
1: Dude, um it just I so I'm gonna there's a question that's gonna piggyback off of this. We're gonna hit it soon. But let's hit some of these other news points real quick before we kind of get into our like kind of bouncing off ideas nostalgia area because I feel like we're gonna get there some more. Um now Renfell and Nathan both had discussion points, but first let's hit this one on uh SWOTOR not being stopped anytime soon. And I think Renfell actually you might have been the one that shared this link as well, if I'm not mistaken.
3: It was interesting because I think that was this morning because um yeah. MMRPG.com had an interview with the creative director and then this article showed up on my timeline like a couple hours later Mm -hmm. and the only reason i'm really you know as interested is because my brother and i are playing it right now for our winter gaming session on mondays and wednesdays and they're doing a huge revamp it's supposed to be december i think is the timeline they still haven't set a date yet but the new expansion is coming out and they're revamping the -hmm. combat system so that previously the way it's worked up until this point since launch is that if you play a you know a Jedi guardian you've only got access to Jedi guardian abilities and you're only able to use like the lightsaber um yeah. the, the one lightsaber now they're going to unlock that so that the Jedi guardian if he chooses dark side choices during conversation paths you get dark side you can earn dark side abilities from the other side from the Jedi, uh, from the Sith Juggernaut and or and or the Sith, whatever the other ones. And you'll unlock the other weapons from the other subclasses that were previously locked. So you'll be able to dual wield as a Jedi Guardian. The best example they gave was like one of the troopers, because previously the troopers you were locked to like a two-handed cannon. Now you're going to be able to use dual-wielding blasters. You'll be able to use a blaster rifle. You can pick the weapon you want to use and choose abilities from the opposite side within your class structure so that's going to make things a lot different they've they've talked about it being like a role play thing too where you like you could play a stiff infiltrating the jedi order um where you played a good guy until you got in but then you start making dark side choices and Mm -hmm. getting dark side powers and like uh it's it sounds interesting so that's this article was interesting because um It talks about how basically they have no plans to shut down anytime soon. The population still appears to be good enough that they're able to keep it going. Um, The servers are packed. Like my brother and I, every time we go on, like there are people. And yeah, they only have like four or five servers now. But like every time we go somewhere, Mm -hmm. there's half a dozen instances of that zone up and running. And there's dozens of players running around. You go to the fleet, there are hundreds of people like it's yeah. it's a very active game um so that yeah. article was pretty interesting
1: yeah it is I and mean, i haven't played since uh, the idea of like dual like wielding lightsabers on a guardian jedi because that was like one of my two mains that my trooper those were my my two main ones and i did all my like you know high-end raiding and pvp uh specifically on my guardian and it started with my trooper i actually leveled my trooper and did all that first got him to max level and then i was like feel like i'm not really doing what's true to me as a you know inner light bringer if i'm not a jedi guardian because that's as light bringer as it gets in that game at least it was for me and ran around i just like slapped people down in pvp we cleared the the hardcore raids did all the stuff then the rock uh patch came out didn't feel like it was enough content to keep people sated then they ended up losing population then the servers uh get got you know combined and i was like ah just steam really helped it yeah.
0: When it released yeah. on Steam, that boosted it. It wasn't doing horrible before that, but when yeah. it released on Steam, a lot of people came in. Now there's tons of content. So um, it, that really helped that game release on Steam. Mm. Real quick about pretty popular MMOs, though, Um, we, I have to mention this. Yes. So the rumor, right? But man, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, So Final Fantasy 14, we know that that team, man, they'll do some crazy stuff. What they did with the original release around Reborn. Mm-hmm. They've done with with uh, uh, content throughout uh, up to now. It's a pretty revolutionary MMO team that will do some crazy stuff. And we know that uh, 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 Endwalker is the end of this story. And and, and we know that somehow uh, it's gonna just be different after this, right? Uh, we don't know details. With this uh, guy who covers Final Fantasy 14 uh, a lot, and I would credit him, I just don't remember who it was. Uh, he had this theory that perhaps what they're gonna do is, because uh, it's the same team that does 14 and Final Fantasy 11, right? Both online MMOs, totally different, but both, you know, under Yoshi P's umbrella, right? He said, What if we story and we know that there's these other lands that are like unknown to these people, right? Um, and what if that's obviously probably what's g- going to happen is we're going to learn brand new lands, brand new stuff, brand new cultures, races, everything, right? He said, what if that area is Vanna DL, the world from Final Fantasy XI? And what if, as revolutionary as they've been in the past, they merge these games? What if they merge? Because here's the deal. They remade Final Fantasy XI with modern graphics, with a modern engine of some sort. And then they scratched it, right? And then... They started porting all their assets into Unreal something. I don't remember if it's four or five, right? For some reason, even though they're saying, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore, then why are you spending all this development time porting it, right? Would it be smarter to release it as Final Fantasy 11 remastered or, you know, an, a new MMO kind of deal? Or would it be smarter to release it as Final Fantasy, just change it, right? It's Final Fantasy Online now. Both those games have merged. Now they're one MMO, and that's the expansion. Right. What? what if they did dude it wouldn't oh, shock man. me too much being what they've already done in the past with just you know oh well we'll end the whole universe and the world gets destroyed and we'll start this game from scratch I right mean, like it wouldn't shock me it's the same team we
1: both oh my that would be would manic. that not
0: be the epic most epic thing probably done in mmo history, oh that
1: would be that would hit a that would hit a um that would be massive yeah
0: that would be crazy. That would, be But massive. it's just a rumor. The guy just thought of it. it but it, the way that, you know, everything lines up, it's kind of like, dude, it kind of, it, it's possible. And it would and be crazy. You
1: love to speculate because, like, yeah, I love the part it. That's about speculation is, is, like, there's always, like, it's exciting. Yeah. Because if it's something you're looking forward to and you find something, it's like, ooh, this looks like it's a possibility. And things align. It, sometimes you're like, you were on the money. And sometimes you were way off. But it's always really fun. Um, And so when you talk about like, you were talking about EverQuest recently with us like beforehand. Can you elaborate on like some of your ideas around that a little bit more?
0: Yeah, so I've got a video launching in uh, eight minutes on it. But basically, uh, I'll, I'll save you some time. Yeah. Uh, all I think is it is a 64-bit um, client coming out in early 2022. After they launched their new expansion and everything squared away there, they're going to release the 64-bit client. It could just be because they need to do that because Windows is going to eventually quit probably soon supporting 32-bit. So could just be as simple as that. Or it could be that they're setting it up so they can finally do what fans have been begging for for years, which is re-release EverQuest. Give us, give us some fresh new servers. Uh, you know, I don't know if you charge for the game, probably $39.99, sub, whatever you want to do, and relaunch this game with good graphics, right? Like modern-ish is what I mean, and still run on that same code. And if they have a 64-bit mm-hmm. client, they can run both simultaneously so if you want the old school graphics because some people will never accept anything they will different.
3: never go to the lukeland graphics they will they never will do always it. stick with the old ones yes
0: so so, so then you could run on simultaneously right some people could run on classic you could run on that you could call it everquest returns whatever right yeah. and um they need that and they are under way better leadership so things like this are more possible now because eg7 is taking the ip mm, seriously yeah um so and, and there is just – there's these little rumors that they've been working for the past couple of years on something big, something mm. exciting for EverQuest. And nothing would be bigger or more exciting than re-releasing the classic with modernized UI. Don't leave that – do not release with good graphics and keep that UI, right? <laughs> modernized UI, modernized uh, graphics, but leave the core gameplay the same. So it's an
3: actual classic mm. MMO. Well, here, here, hold on, though, because – When you say that, I'm thinking in my mind, relaunch it like one of the progression servers with reduced XP, all that other stuff. Or are we talking relaunching it with the modern day XP games and portals and everything else?
0: I think honestly, they wouldn't release it like it wouldn't be like P ninety nine, right? P ninety nine is so brutal, the old school way that XP used to be an everquest that like it, you know, getting max level in P ninety nine comes with divorce papers. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the, it's, it's a, ridiculous. It's an undertaking. Um, yeah. So not that bad, but maybe more like they've been doing recently, with like Mangler, right? Where it still takes some time. You get, you know what I mean? But you feel the progression. You don't have to be a diehard. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, no life at, in order to get one level you know what i'm saying um so i think a am modernized True. but i think they should advertise as a new game right like everquest returns uh you know for new players right a lot of people would play everquest they just refuse because of the graphics
3: because of the ui and the systems and it's right. just too outdated it's just too outdated oh. i'm torn because they would really have to do something unique with a relaunch to get me to come back to it because i've i've just i'm everquested out like this was these The last progression server, which you did, yeah, was the first time, the first time that I have not played EverQuest, in, yeah since like the launch of the game. Wow I've just you know, after twenty years, I'm just like, you know what? I've had enough. like I've done a lot of
0: people are like that,
3: yeah, and and mm-hmm. I got to be honest, like if they if they could do a relaunch, you know, obviously I would love EverQuest three, which that's still rumored. But we'll see. But right. if they did a relaunched version and they could hit somewhere in the ballpark of their progression servers. Mm-hmm. And here, here's what I would love to see. You know, you launch it like a progression game. So or, or like one of the progression servers, but you don't put the next expansion like three months down. You launch the game and you give people, you know, six months and then you put the first Expansion out and then another right. six months, do the next expansion. Yes. Give people time, you know, because that's yeah. a big world. And if you're bringing in a whole batch of new players, rather than everybody feeling like they need to be rushing to get leveled up within the first three months where they're going to miss out on the content drops, take your time. I i have to admit, if they, I would do it. I would totally buy it and pay it, sub it, and do it. I would, as much as I'm ever quested out, I would do it if it was a revamped, you know, a revamped
0: and this puts them in a new situation too if they do that right where they can be like bam classic everquest we're not we're not taking every expansion and doing the whole package right we're relaunching classic everquest on these special servers um with good graphics if you want them um you know and then we can work on fixing the next patch or you know do what world of warcraft should have done um uh started you're starting over anyway right with classic wow they should have just said well obviously you got to do the lich king right so maybe they still will do this but after the lich king dude the the slate is clean do whatever you want you know like you have to continue this pattern of destruction right make it an alternate dimension like yeah make it an alternate thing right like you know uh, the shard is split and now you know uh shoot final phase 14 has that going on right now so they can do that if they want to they can do alternate dimensions because the whole I don't know if you guys got that far, but anyway, no. uh, they can, easy. It's built into yeah, the law. Um, so, oh, I didn't. That's all i say. I'll say. Oh. No, it's not
3: really a spoiler that there's a multiverse, right? That's not uh, no,
1: but damn it. Now well, I kind of already like... got
3: that from the. True. the I'm forgetting the name of them now because I haven't played in like a month, but the dark, dark robed yeah. dudes from the other place. Yeah, yes. the Asians, right? Asians. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. You know from the beginning that there's different planes.
1: there's different realms there. and stuff like that, yeah. yeah, especially as you get further in the story and you start to see, yeah.
0: What's um, more exciting? What's more exciting? EverQuest revamping and re-releasing in that form?
3: Or Final Fantasy
0: 11 and 14 combining into one MMO. Ever,
3: for me, it's going to be EverQuest, but that's Ooh. I'm I'm biased. I'm torn. I'm <laughs> still not huge into the Final Fantasy 14 thing. Like uh, you okay, are. Uh, okay. And so then, I, see, I loved I, 11 too. That was my that was my thing, man.
0: That's what pulled me away from oh, EverQuest. back in the
1: day. I've never played a lot of 11, but I, I think one of my brothers did a lot. And I can tell you, it. I never played EverQuest, but with what the final fantasy team did with between their base game and realm reborn and just their whole approach to that cinematic and how like thematically like what those elements mean and how that ties into it all and like that that sort of like that's a culture to the final fantasy mmorpg franchise that i or if you would call a franchise but game development team culture of the community as a whole, whatever you want to call that, Like that is something I respect a lot about that game, regardless of whether I have made it all the way to the end. If I continue to play it, even if I just come back, that is something about that game, regardless of how little I've played it compared to other people that I will always like actually treasure about that, because to me, it is one of the coolest things you can do as a developer to go, hey, we our game, we launched it shit ain't working right it isn't working we get it we're going to do right by everybody here and we're make the tough call and we're going to pull that game down and we're going to relaunch it for you all and not only did they do that but in the last hours of the game being the original like servers being up there was an in-game event they even put together they put so much love and care into the details of how they um uh gave an experience to their community right that when it relaunched i mean like dude i'm going to be real honest here when i go when i go and i watch those i actually when i watch the cinematics and recognize what that actually meant like it's i it like stirs emotion in me yeah and i remember the first yeah. time i watched it i actually got teary-eyed i was like whoa because as someone who plays an mmorpg like it, it actually like you know like on an emotional level like actually hit me because that is so that is such uh, a generous like gesture from a development team to make to their community and i would in no doubt in any part of my mind i would have a very hard time believing that if they were to do what you're talking about that it wouldn't be something exponentially even greater than that yeah. and i've always wondered because they have already done this without ex- assuming or expecting it if they were to do that towards the end of this MMORPG life span and said, Hey, servers are coming down. Here's an event. Stay tuned. Oh, I mean, you, you're talking as a developer, right? As a game doing something no one's really doing. Yeah, that is absolutely dedicated to your the, I can nerd out about this and I don't even play it. But like to me, I respect the shit out of that. Right. Yeah. It, for me, it always will have my appreciation for them as developers because Most developers don't do that. They don't express that kind of like appreciation for their community and want to include them in these steps that they're taking.
0: Right, because the game's uh, not for everybody, right? But even if you don't, like I remember a time when they released the new races um, with the last expansion and people wanted, there was a lot of issues with helmets, Mm -hmm. uh, certain headgear not fitting, et cetera, and the fans wanted this and that. And they were like, look, it would take a ton of development time. so why we didn't include it, et cetera. And some of the people on the team just stayed late off the clock and did that for the fans. Mm -hmm. Like, just said, you know what? The fans want it. We're going to stay late after hours, and we're going to get this done for them. And they released it. And it's like, dude, who does that? Sub-base game. Yeah, it has a cash shop. The cash shop is not—it's minimal,
1: it's, dude. It's so yeah, it's, it's not
0: actually no. influences the gameplay. And they've survived off of that expansions, subs, a little bit of cash shop for like if you want to buy some special dies or you know you want to buy a doll creature that follows you around or something, right? But yeah. nothing has anything to the game.
1: That that game, in my opinion, deserves all the love it's getting right now because that yeah, game is do. done fucking right by the community for so long and they've they've i mean i remember like oh man see you get me into these points where i'll just go on because like this stuff is like freaking awesome this is what's awesome about gaming and gaming communities is stuff like this because you go and you look at like the the video i watched on youtube this year and in the middle of the pandemic the the guy who's like one of the head uh head composers for the music of the game was working on the projects to release for like the upcoming i think expansion or whatever right he found out he had cancer went through the treatments didn't tell the team didn't want to do that cared so much about like the delivering for the people that love their game so much and wanting to really ensure that they, you know, wanted to give them what he believed they deserve I saw that. I'm just like, dude.
0: Yeah. And that's Nobu Emetsu, who is the original OG yeah. music composer for all the Final Fantasies and others, uh, Chrono Trigger and lots of other it's like game respect,
1: games. dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just respect, yeah. you know, because when we look at games that are out there, this. Let's. This is. I'm going to put a pin on this because I'm going to come back to this question. I want everybody to think about this. If you're listening, you're watching, I want to know your examples in a second. Okay. We're going to hit on one other topic. We're going to come right back to piggybacking off of this as our big final like discussion point for the day. But I'm going to pose the question now What's the most giving game you've played? When you think of the developers and how they've given and shown appreciation to the community who've shown dedication and devotion. And enjoyment of their game, right? There's the thought, planting the seed. Now, Renfell, you you had noticed you, the NFT stuff, right? You had some NFT talk to like talk about in regard to like some some gaming news, right?
3: There's, I think there's two, because we've talked about a yeah. lot on this show about the potential pitfalls of NFT games and crypto crypto games and blockchain games because it's it's so new. There's not a lot of regulation. That's not really the big problem. The big problem is the scams um Mm, we've seen lots of i was just reading about another Mm. one that happened a couple days ago um guy disappeared with like three million dollars you know drained the the wallet and disappeared all the websites went down you know and it's like there are constant you know um the one i'm talking about most recently that was a scam was somebody set up a a squid game um crypto oh i
1: saw this and and
3: it raised like three million dollars and the guy drained the wallet and just disappeared and it's like these are the 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 bad parts of it right because there's not enough regulation but so Mm -hmm. last week ubisoft announced that they're Mm -hmm. all in on crypto and nft and they've actually financed and are backing this development team who's already making and has some games out that are crypto uh, or blockchain based games with nfts yeah um then I think it was yesterday EA announced that in their earnings call with investors, they said it's still early, but we believe blockchain games and NFT games are the future of game development. Oh Lord Mercy. So well, there hang on, bear oh, with no, me I here for
1: five Nathan. Who's listening.
3: Well, because here's the thing. We you guys know that I'm fairly negative towards blockchain and NFT because of all the scams. Yes. And and I think that it's just but there is a flip side to this, and I actually call me naive or whatever. Um, my brother was the one who brought this to my attention recently. So, he and I have been doing a lot of talking this year about getting into investments. And and Sam, I had talked to you briefly a few months right. ago about yeah. traditional investing, right? Right. So one of the one of the guys yeah. that my brother follows, who's a sixty plus year old guy who's a traditional investor, very successful at it. He did a recent video about blockchain and nft and crypto games and talked about how as a 65 year old traditional investor he's very excited about these things because it's the wild west and there's the opportunity to make ruku money if 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 you are doing your due diligence and backing the right legitimate companies who are doing it the way it's meant to be done and not scamming now, we had a very long discussion. and he, and I did I, the the Monday's an RPG episode that I just put out on Monday. I talked briefly about this, and this is why I wanted to bring this up on the show to get your guys' thoughts on this. So I had forgotten until I talked to my brother, um I had forgotten about the Sony Exchange servers back in the day with EverQuest two. Mm. And what my brother mm-hmm. brought up is because we're recently playing, Star Wars The Republic. Yeah. We've both both been playing that game since launch. So we have legacy characters. We have legacy items that no longer exist. You can't get them on the store. You can't get them from quests. We have things in the bank that no longer exist in the game, like, because they're legacy items. And he was like, he'd sold a couple of things that he didn't care about and got like 100 million credits off of the market, which for inflation on an older server it's not that much in the grand scheme of things but for us coming back to the game after a few years it was like whoop, we're you yeah. know flush and we could do all the things we and he said imagine if these were nft things um and i held on to this from the launch of the game he said forget you know and so the conversation wasn't about nfts As digital images we were talking about digital assets which is the same thing as an nft but we're talking about in-game assets as opposed to you know images and the idea was hang on a second didn't they already do that before with everquest and then i went back and i remembered excuse me the um the exchange servers that sony launched back around 2005 maybe um Which was, uh, it was two servers, and on those servers, you could buy and sell items freely for real currency, and Sony would just take a cut of that. And that was their way of saying, after all the years of watching the real market transactions grow into a billions of dollars per year industry realizing that we're never gonna beat the third party sellers. We might as well join them and get a cut of that pie because that's our IP and our intellectual property and our assets. We should tie so they made the servers, they only lasted for a few years, as I recall, but on those servers Mm -hmm. you could buy and sell digital assets for real money and Sony would just take a cut of that pie. So flash forward to where we are today and I was like thinking about the the concept of digital assets being bought and sold for real currency within a game that's really not a new concept it's just the way it's being presented yeah. with nfts mm-hmm. and well, blockchain. Too, it's
0: i think it's a little different because everquest was already a game right sure. and and, and they had they'd already dumped a lot of Launched love it, yeah. and care into it right so what what i'm what i'm seeing now though is that these games are built to be that right they're built around making a crap ton of money off of other people trying to make a crap ton of money. Yes. And to me, this is the, you know, I I never thought that cash shops would get worse, right? But to (laughs) me, this is like the evolution (laughs) of the cash shop while MMOs are still stuck in this kind of oh man. uh, uh, And cash shops like, oh, but we're getting better. Oh, the cash shops are getting smarter and more intelligent in the way that we rip you off. Um because now we can say well it's not a cash shop. We're just making money off of freaking everything, right? Like yeah. we're making money off of literally every little thing in the game, and it's like, look what well, you no can wonder... buy.
1: Well, look what you
0: can buy in our game. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, good Lord, and and, and it will work. That's why I don't like it because I know it's going to work. People are going to be like, uh, it's going to change a lot of things. And me and yeah. uh, uh, I had a conversation with Scribbles about this a little bit the other day, but like the YouTube. The YouTuber kind of thing is going to get a little weird too, guys, yeah. because YouTubers are going to be invested there. in this particular yeah. NFT game, yes. and so therefore they're going to say it's great, shiny rainbows, and, yeah. Come come in here, yeah.
3: and oh my god, it's so good. Yep. White and knighting, you're going to get a lot
0: of white knighting for own oh, yeah. self interest. So yeah,
3: this this comes back to. We've talked on the show before about regulation yes. coming about because you're not allowed to do insider trading in the traditional. That's extremely right. illegal. It is federal jail time. Yeah. Like uh, unless yeah. unless uh, you work for the
0: Federal Reserve. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then you can. Then it's cool. <laughs> but this is going to lead to that type of activity because, as you're saying, you've got the the and I think Scribbles might have mentioned this to me too because he pinged me some messages the other day. He was also, I think the last comment he said was along the lines of, um, this is also going to open up a can of worms. Maybe he was talking about what you were just saying, Nathan, but I took it a different way, which is um, content creators um, now becoming, you know, getting content creators being under legal threat because they tanked a game's assets Ooh, because point. they gave it a bad review and mm. now you've had a bunch of pissed off investors who have lost and i say investors I'm using that term loosely let's say investors other gamers other content creators and they're all pissed because this guy made a bad review and and the the blockchain you know all the costs all the, all the sorry i'm blanking on my words here the crypto associated with that game tanks and everyone loses like 30 percent of the value because someone farted wrong you know that's going to create legal implications on the other side of that for content creators too apart from the insider trading thing yeah. it's
1: I important think why just, you use words like in my opinion
3: yeah oh yeah for it's everything
1: important. when you do just for I friends out there yeah think
3: think about the, that. the very interesting thing to me is you have two very big companies of it and then you on the other hand you have valve saying no, we're not going to allow NFT or blockchain games on Steam, while Epic says, sure, although there are restrictions. Yeah. And then you have Ubisoft saying, We think it's the, you know, we think that there's something to be said here. We're gonna go ahead and back this company
2: yeah. and
3: and at least put part of our money in that direction. And then EA coming out and saying in an earning calls, in an earning call to its investors, we believe this is the future of the industry. These are big statements. They are very yeah. big statements. And things.
2: They and things it,
3: too, right. And so this is something where I still think there's still too much uncertainty around it. you know, as an example, um full disclosure here, um, my brother and I have started to dabble a little bit in cryptocurrency and some traditional investing as well. not a lot. We're just we're we're dabbling because we have one of our cousins has done very well in crypto over the last couple of years and so we were like well we can throw some money at it and see what we can see Um, but what's interesting is is in my mind legitimate crypto bitcoin ethereum Mm. so on and so forth these are respected and they're on all the major platforms like you know Robinhood, coinbase so on and so forth but you look at the coins around a lot of these games they're not on any of these major platforms you have to go get some weird third-party uh app from a company that's based in the cayman islands because they're not allowed to operate anywhere else because of like, regulations there's your sign. It's like, right it's like it's no. at this point i'm like everybody's saying do it because you know this coin has gone up in value. And yeah, FOMO. You're talking about
1: FUD and FOMO, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and fear of missing out. There you go. There you go, friends. Welcome.
3: That's what drives me nuts about the current state of where crypto, blockchain, NFT is currently sitting, is that it's still so widely unregulated that I can't, in good faith, totally, you know, wrap, you know, want to embrace it, so to speak. However, I do see interesting things if, and this is a big if because Nathan said something earlier that I think is the biggest problem with this, which is that now we have developers who are spinning up games, not because they have a good idea for a game, but because they have a good idea for a money-making cash shop that they can put a fantasy IP around or a science fiction IP around. And that, in my mind, does not better the gaming industry i agree with now that. i would love to say that weave in the void is a really cool project that i'm working on and it would be really cool if maybe we did a limited run of like five right. nfts that chris does original mm-hmm. artwork for and we do it just to have that option available to players that i think could be done i'm not saying we are doing that by the way um i'm saying that is in my mind is a tasteful example of of a way to do that to give the fans who want to tap into that the opportunity to do so however mm-hmm. just to do it like i went to some i can't remember the name of the game but the 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 crypto around it is sand and this is one of the companies that it's it's the company that ubisoft backed
2: oh, the,
3: crypto, oh. the crypto is called sand and i forget the name of the game but i went and looked at it and it's like you go to their main page and it's like it's just a whole you're just scrolling down and it's just like nft after nft after nft after nft after nft NFT. and i'm like you're not even showing me your fucking game you're showing me a bunch of fucking nft images like i'm not interested in your nfts i'm interested in your game and the thing is is like they've put so much emphasis on the nfts as the profit driving Mm. the development that they have to have that as their storefront that's the part of it that doesn't appeal to me but what i do love i I, this is the part i do love about it is going back to the sony exchange stuff Mm -hmm. i do love the idea because my brother used the example of a speeder bike or his rancor mount in star wars republic i do love the idea of having these super rare things in an mmorpg that only like five people ever got because they were willing to invest in so to speak and having those be things that over the course of 10 years can end up becoming worth hundreds or thousands of dollars. I can remember back in the day, ninety it had to be like two thousand, two thousand one, uh somebody sold an account on EverQuest, a ranger with a set of Rubikite armor for ten thousand dollars that made the rounds back around two thousand, two thousand one. It was a what? big deal because somebody sold an account and somebody else <laughs> Bought it. They paid ten thousand dollars because rubikite armor didn't exist in the game anymore. That right there, that is the in essence, that is an NFT. It's a digital asset that's trading hands for real life currency. So that interests me from the from the perspective of it's a really rare in game item. But the moment that like everyone can get it and suddenly now it's just this thing that we're all trading. Like I look at Earth Two as an example, and it's like the land grab shit. Oh, I just right. want to vomit yeah. all over that because it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me because they're just trying to raise money from it that way. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting time that we're living in. Obviously, blockchain and NFT are not going away. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that there is potential for digital assets in games done in a tasteful way. But the problem is what's tasteful? So yeah.
0: I just wish – and it's too late now. It's too late. Too late but i i just can't help but say that it was a really awesome good times when developers made games that were awesome so they could make money because yes a game right Man. like those were the good old days now it's over like now it's it's crashing and i'll tell you what um they will eventually crash the market right like if yes. they keep it up they'll eventually crash the entire video game market which by the way is a uh, a massive, largest entertainment um, uh, per capita uh, that there is. Uh, So,
2: Mm. you know,
0: what could happen, though, is that a bunch of garbage comes out, well, is coming out, right? A bunch of just trash, you know? And then somebody smart, a big publisher, a big developer that has a brain, right, and they're like, you know what? We could kick all of their asses if we actually released a decent game that has NFTs, right? Like they would all just disappear overnight, right? And we could rack in all the money. Plus, we'd actually have a decent game, right? And it would, you know, it would further uh, uh, increase everything. But also, my hope is that eventually somebody steps up and does that, right? And it's actually a decent game with the rare items that they do pump out into the game chip to get from the game from dedication and hard work. And then there's only so many of them, and then you can sell those for real-life money, and they don't care because they get a piece of the pie, right? Um, then you'll have
3: people, and then it could turn into a positive thing, right? Uh, which is essentially this the Sony exchange method. But yes, someone has yes. to be willing to put the money in yeah. and the time in to make that game first. But they would win if they do. Yeah. They
0: would yeah. win it all because nobody would go yeah. play the crappy little flash-based piece of crap right. or the the gps world game where it's just literally from google maps kind of bullcrap
3: right i have yet to see a single nft or blockchain based game that i would honestly give a shit to play yeah. not seen a single one exactly
1: just you know what you remind me of when you talked them. about land grabbing too was chronicles of Illyria? because even when that was happening i was like remember that they were like we're doing the stuff you can get your land you can buy our land i'm like people buying land in the game try the
3: avatar did that too
1: it just doesn't housing it feels dirty dude like it's like Arcade
3: did it
0: Arcade. well
1: did. well arcade. you could get like land but like you could do it in like the alpha because i played that in alpha into launch or whatever yeah. when the game launched like you could go and you could go with your money in game but they but the, i'm talking like purchasing before the game's even playable like yeah. areas, and so people were actually with Chronicles of Illyria. They were actually going and trying to like the politics, where they were trying to go and create these sort of like kingdoms by like acquisition of actual land in the game via real life money before the game was ever yeah. playable.
3: Out Crowd, Crowd the it Avatar like, did that too. Yeah, they bought towns.
1: Like it, it was like what the actual and like you want to play this game? I'm like fuck, no, I don't want to play this game. That sounds horrible. What? Why would that doesn't even sound good? That sounds like a bad idea to me.
3: I have a hard time, you know, playing a game where people can spend tens of thousands of dollars to get ahead, oh. which is also one of the my my biggest concerns. Which I won't play PvP, and I don't know what element of PvP that Star Citizen is going to end up having. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully it'll be PVE with optional PvP. But that's one of the biggest concerns. Is they've opened that door wide now because they've got people who have spent right. $50,000 on badass ships that are going to wreck my little $40 exactly. pre-order ship. Because
1: yes. that's one of the reasons
3: I couldn't stand right. um, uh, that Star Trek mobile game.
1: Yeah, same. I tried yeah. it and I saw that. I was like, dude, what? No,
3: I literally got to level 10 and they force you into PVP at I that point. That. And you I'm get... like,
1: busted up right
3: yeah i go out there yeah. and i'm mining my little asteroids and this motherfucker comes with his 40 dollars <laughs> ship that you could only get on the cash he shop did. so you knew exactly where it came from <laughs> and he just ripped my ass open and just remember, like and I then he this. just kept coming back and it's like yeah
0: well, the good news is is the 150 dollars ship ripped him a new one a few moments later <laughs> Probably, so,
1: <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> dude um so So then that kind of brings us back, though, right? To like what games actually feel like they're doing right by people. And I'm going to say I'm bringing it back to the game I want to reference here. And I think Gwent's a great example. The game doesn't cost anything to play, okay? There is this element of where people go, yeah, but, you know, I remember playing Hearthstone and stuff, right? And you could go and you could buy all this really good stuff with money. And it, there wasn't really, it didn't ever seem like there was a way to really compete with the people that the whales that could just dump in and buy all these really good cards. But like when you log into the Witcher, uh, Gwent game, right? You log into that, like you do get hit with a daily login reward, right? But it's not one of those things where it's like, you've got the whole month. Like you need to so say, we got the whole month. Here's the things you can get. If you don't log in so many days, you don't get it. It's just, here's a seven day stretch. You're currently on You log in whenever the hell you want to. You get it anyway, just because you did log on and you get stuff. And the things are in there are like kegs for the cards. Okay. You get kegs for card packs. You get straight up cards. Sometimes you get keys or whatever along the way you get. You get things that are useful for you in acquiring in in this whole acquisition game for the actual things you need to play the game. doesn't cost you anything. You can purchase things. Sure. People, it still happens. People can still do it, but you don't have to. You can a hundred percent on your own merit by playing the game and they have like events and things that you can progress through it pretty, pretty well. to earn a lot of things you can on merit alone, 100% not pay a damn thing and unlock like substantial, like, you know, like rewards and whatever you need to get it. And the events are really cool and everything else and that's like the kind of game i like supporting right because i don't feel like i'm forced to play the events and content delivery is is consistent enough that like there's plenty of reasons to be enticed to play i don't play every single thing i only play the things that are appealing to me like if i want the stuff right and it just it feels really like honest compared to like where well, if there's log reward, well, I have to get in so many days or I can't get this or I have to get on and I have to grind every single day or this doesn't happen. And I feel like that's a big part of the problem is a hard, heavy focus on being on every day, giving us a reason to play every day. And it's this fear of missing out element. Yeah. Right.
0: Instead of having fun yeah. yeah
1: we talk about well, FOMO and FUD with like investing and I'm a contrarian investor like that's what I do on the side I don't even talk about it a lot but that's what Renfell have talked about like I go and I buy things that have like they're heavily shorted or whatever and I'm not giving you financial advice I'm just telling you what I do but you know very emotion-
3: important I love I love his his <laughs> in my opinion and I'm not giving you financial <laughs> this is very important <laughs> ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yeah yeah I'm I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a financial
1: advisor. (laughs) I'm not giving you financial advice. It's just my opinion. It's like I might know what I'm doing to cover my ass here. But, you know, the thing that contrarian investors do is we go and we essentially GameStop's an example. AMC is an example. Progenity is an example. Their stocks are heavily shorted. People are betting against and working to undermine the stock value for their own, you know, financial gain, right? Covering short positions, things like that anyway you can go do your research again my point is though it's like uh people are that they're they're kind of flying under the radar and i go and I'm, i make bets on companies that have a future the 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 numbers are there the data is there the patents are there there's absolutely no reason that they're not going to be either acquired or bought or whatever is going to happen you do your research right but the point is is like you know a big component and I'm not, again i'm not saying go do this but i'm telling you what i do I've made money this year, right? I don't boast about it. I don't brag about it. But I do it because it's interesting to me. And part of my day gig is I'm a, I'm a licensed psychotherapist. That's why I do. That's my profession by trade, aside from my military history, right? So I work in patterns and human behavior. This stuff is all about patterns, information and human behavior. And when we talk about things like FUD and FOMO, and this is how this relate to gaming, I'm getting there. But as a failure uncertainty and doubt if you create an essence of that people will sell they'll panic sell they don't want to lose or they don't want to what they believe is lost right or experience of loss or whatever and then fomo is fear of missing out if i don't get in on this i'm going to miss out we see these elements in video games all the time but we don't use the same terminology very very you know very regularly what is a daily login reward or having to get in every day to to gather this resource for my gear for an artifact weapon in a game world of warcraft i've got to get yeah. this and i've got to dump into it because if i don't dump in x amount today i didn't unlock a new pathway and if i didn't do that then i'm not going to be up to par to go and do the raid and i got to spend two hours of my day to do this just so i can get into the raid just so people want me to be there just so i mean the bare minimum to perform against everything else and this is the reason we are enticing you to come play our game. Get out of here, dude. That is yeah. a horrible reason to get people to like, to keep people in playing your game. It feels like a job. Nobody wants to yeah. do that, man. I don't want to do that. So, Maybe people do.
0: I don't. Fun, fun rewards is how you get people to do that, right? Fun. Yes. And, and here's the deal. And I know nobody likes this word, but I'm sorry. It needs to be an MMOs RNG. So even if you put in the time, Maybe you still don't get it. So when you do get it, it's super special and you remember it and it's a memory. And for the rest of your life, you remember I put in the work and I got this and I, there was only probably 20 other people must have read or what? Right. Yeah. Um, that's that's the fun. And if we're going to talk about companies that are doing everything for the community. Right. And I mean, literally. Opening up the world for um, their community to be able to do whatever they want in their game and to really just have an open book and honesty and all that kind of thing. I'm going to have to go with Dream World.
3: <laughs> I almost – there was a moment where I really thought you were going smart, so I'm really listening. And then you dropped Dream you little fucker. Oh, my God. I was not ready for that.
2: I was so not fun. ready for that. <laughs>
0: Had to do it. Had to do it. Oh, oh, yeah. I wasn't ready. We never
1: <laughs> oh, miss an opportunity God. to give them a good old jab, man. And, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I've actually got coverage on this, this shit show to talk about. They've got a YouTube channel. They're like trying to make this presentation. I went on there the other day and I was like, wait, maybe they're trying to actually do this. And I looked at one of the videos and it was like, it was like we're going <laughs> to teach you how to kite mobs. And I'm like, this was a video. That's,
3: tw- that's like, 30 years ago. Like, right. Come on, man. I was quite cutting about... mods in EverQuest 1 like when you were still yeah. twinkling your daddy's eyeball. Oh, man. Look, L- little
0: L- like, oh. L- gamesplaining. You know, a little gamesplaining. It was a little gamesplaining. <laughs> Are we arcades
1: right now? I also... playing pay-to-win to you.
3: On the FOMO thing, my brother and I had a really good conversation yeah. when, we, when we transitioned from the previous project. Um. And we were deciding what we were gonna do next. And one of the reasons that we went with a, what we're doing now, as opposed to trying, you know, cause we had spent seven years in the MMRPG space. And so it would have made sense to just continue that journey. Neither one of us wanted to spend another five to seven years mm-hmm. doing something like that. And also when we looked at it, we said, the market had shifted so much from the time that we started that project in 2014 to where we are in 2021 the only way to get customers these days, unfortunately, unless you're a company that is independently wealthy and can afford to build the good game. Mm. The only other way to ensure your survivability is to have what most people consider the predatory monetization practices. Right, And that's when we just said, fuck it. Let's just make a single player game with a, you know, with a D and D campaign associated with it, because that's, easy and it doesn't have to rely upon the shark mentality of needing to either, you know, get together thirty million dollars to build that game perfectly or mm. to rely upon monetization strategies. Because a single player, point and click, it's never gonna have a cash shop It it's just it's done. It's out. It's it's over with, you know? It doesn't have I I miss those games. And I'm not just saying point and click games, but like I miss RPGs that would launch and you pay your 60 bucks or whatever it is. And you get your 80 hours of entertainment out of it. And that's it. Yeah. Because now like looking, I'm looking at you Ubisoft with upcoming Assassin's Creed, which is no longer going to be a standalone mm. game. They're turning Assassin's Creed into a 100% live service what? Pro- pro- uh, product, yeah. which is going to have multiple timelines running within it. And it's just going to be a live service that they run continually. There's no longer going to be single-player Assassin's Creed games, and that, that is ludicrous to me.
0: But that's still more honest. That's still more honest than what EA does with Madden and their. Uh, and that's their, true. You know, because they re-release the game for sixty bucks, and it's the same game. Sometimes they accidentally leave the assets in that show the wrong year, year, etc. <laughs> and they cash shop you to death and it's yes. every year it's so we want true. 60 more dollars for it's, the same game
3: for updated rosters it's like so, God, true. How
0: so long, i don't how long? i don't play
3: madden so much but i do love i do love nba 2k and and oh dude K <laughs> does the same shit
0: do not get me started on that game because i love i love that game right i love him oh. i love i love uh, basketball games right uh, it's one of the few sports games i actually enjoy and I was so excited because of the uh, the uh, the role play thing where you where you're just a kid and you're in high school. Oh, it's, it's amazing! You work but you know what they did? Do you know what? I couldn't believe I can't even believe somebody was this dumb. They released the new NBA game on PC, not with the next gen graphics. It's like a dumbed down version. So it's on the PS five with good graphics. What the PC? Fuck? Nope, nope. PC? Fuck you. We're not giving you the you know what we're playing the ps4 version on pc when you have a ps5 ready out there version with better graphics and, and lighting etc what what who made that decision right like i'd like to be in that board meeting where the guy's like yeah man screw it let's just release the ps4 version pc they'll be fine they won't notice like dude we notice more than anybody oh right God. Like console, console gamers will get over it with the graphics you know they got a lot more play with graphics pc gamers you can't tell us no you can't have good graphics <laughs> we're pc we got we, we in ours right like we should be able to max it out instead it. No, if your game didn't have it i get it that's as good as your game got your game has better graphics and you don't put it in the pc version have you lost your mind? He's like,
1: you lost he's mind? like I bought a, a badass graphics card to play this. shit. What do you mean? Yeah, I bought it a pre built for this. It, Come on, and it looks
0: like last gen. Are you kidding me, man?
3: Oh, I have so a weakness funny, for right? my uh, I like sharpshooter oh. builds in that game. Um, um I just, ah, uh, I love that game, but they've cash shopped that game, to <laughs> death too, because um, you're, you're not wrong. Sports games are some of the worst, yeah. Um, even MLB, um. Because I, I love the baseball game they do, too. Um, but it's it's also the same thing. Like, the single-player version is fun, like the RP version, because you start off as a kid and you go your way through spring training yeah. and everything else. But the moment that you switch over to the online mode, it's all about pay to win. Like Because it's all like, <laughs> yeah. what players can you get on your team and you need the best cards, and it's that stupid RNG. Yeah, You're going to get the box, and it's going to have a certain amount of cards in it, and you hope that you're going to get good cards. But nine times yeah. out of ten, it's stupid mr khajiit sitting on his barrel throwing you the four cards and then telling you that oh you'll have bad luck you know? it's like- <laughs> yeah. oh
1: man dude uh i learned my lesson i, I it's hard I, I love the elder Scrolls so much i love playing that game it's a good game to play i always will love playing it and i enjoy making content around it i really do it's great to help people play that game it's great to like you know to have like a whole resource for people it's a good game to play it really is but their cash shop it just oh it hurts it takes away from the joy because like here's this thing you can get it's like put it in the game and give people yeah. a reason to play to go earn it put it behind a, a meta achievement that they have to yeah. achieve over time by specific you know specific places you've got to go and do earn an achievement right if that those achievements are behind your dlc content fine great it's it's an even more reason for for people to purchase the content to get more reward from the content right world of warcraft has put uh they put pets in behind bosses in old raids and that was beautiful right yeah. they didn't go tell people hey here's a new pet and you can only get it here and it come and like no, there are some don't get me wrong that does exist, right? But usually behind charity event or whatever. But it's it was it's yeah. still it's still such a minimal piece yeah. compared to the stuff you can go earn in the game, like minor as hell compared to what you can go get in that game, right? Like it, love it or whatever. World of Warcraft, in my opinion, has done a great job at making it giving you a reason to go do the old content, even if you don't, you know what I mean. You have more yeah. reasons to go do it. Some pets and clip cosmetics that.
0: and clip that because that's about to change. Uh, so they're not they don't have the big player base anymore, right? So it right. was easy for them to be the good guy when no. they were making all the money anyway, right? Now they're not making all the money. Now, yes. uh, people are moving on to other MMOs, and I guarantee you, because I know somebody that went oh, from the EverQuest, no. team to the World of Warcraft team, I guarantee you coming very soon is cash oh, shop, no. baby. It's coming big time. Oh no! That uh, oh, it's so coming. Kali is all same. about this. Cash. Oh yeah, and and when they when they are in this investor meeting coming up, right? If it didn't happen recently, might have. And they have to say we lost this many subs and we lost this much money on World of Warcraft, et cetera. They won't take that loss. They're not going to take that L. They're going to pump up that cash shop and they're no. going to inflate, use their players uh, to the maximum to make mm. those profits back where they were, if not better, guaranteed guaranteed that's did you, coming.
1: Did you see the uh did you see that there was uh I think it was Bellular gaming. I, I I don't play World of Warcraft. I I have not on principle since the end of Legion because they clearly like they were not listening to the community. I have listened for a long time. I love the universe right I do I would play the game if if I believe that if there was evidence and support that the developers really listened still. And I know that it doesn't mean that there aren't developers that do and that care, but they aren't the ones that get to make the decisions, right? So we're talking about yeah, that the yeah. point between hearing you and that may that actually having an impact on the decisions that then dictate how the game actually goes. So uh Ian has a cosas, so it's having a discussion somewhere not too long ago. I saw on Biller's thing, uh, and he was talking about how um they are putting together a community panel and it's actually people outside of like that that are gonna actually oh, I- did see this recently yeah so they're putting together like a community panel and i forget the exact name they're using and i, I apologize for that but I, it looked like and i think bellular was like you know i'd like to be on it because he would actually be a really good voice i think yeah, for would. advocating yeah. for world of warcraft community right and players um i think he's got a very balanced approach he's you know very much listens to the community has really good recommendations the majority of the time that things i agree with that i think would actually be beneficial for the game um, and its longevity and monetization all those things right that's great however if what you're saying does happen i can't help but wonder how dismissive that would be of this community panel even existing maybe it isn't maybe
0: maybe i'm wrong if, right all if, i all yeah. i know is i do know that they take that like profit uh, you know the PL, the profit they're not just gonna take super, I don't super it all seriously and they will find a way right yeah. And and I'm only judging the way they'll behave based on what we've seen in the past. Previous behavior. Like whatever it takes. But, you know, I will admit, as far as cash shops go, World of Warcraft Final Fantasy XIV uh, was the best, right? Well, they're not the best. Actually, Better. the best 11 who never had a cash shop, still sub based since freaking 2003. Um, or no, 2001. Uh, so uh, they're actually the best because they've since 2003, no cash shop, none, zero zip uh sub pay for the game that's it um but that's an older game but still mm-hmm. every other older game has succumbed you know to mm-hmm. cash whatever to try to stay afloat whereas final fantasy 11 somehow with this horrible install uh has remained uh able to stay afloat with the old school tactics then again it's square enix right uh, they can take an l if they need to they never have before 14 11 was their biggest profit maker of all time but uh, they could take an L, right? So they could. Yeah, they could if they wanted to. Wouldn't will destroy, they? You know.
1: But will they? They never. They never what's, had. What's to. the best indicator for future behavior, past and present behavior? You got a lot of behavior that would suggest otherwise. Doesn't mean it's not possible. Just means you're right. talking about. You're talking about the odds. It's really odds we're talking about here. So, oof, man boy oh boy the age that we're in right now it's going to be very interesting to see where things go in gaming here in the near future because there are some very beautiful futures and universes to live in pantheon ashes of creation right we've got games that are doing all you know doing right by people that still exist you know Gwent, i believe is one of them final fantasy is one of them right the elder scrolls listens to their community they genuinely do right i mean there's a lot but it's still a triple a studio at the end of the day right so there's a lot of like weighing factors that could, you know, uh, weigh in on essentially like where decisions are made and you got the people that are making them and, um, you know, only times that tell for a lot of these things. But as we're kind of moving into the future, as we're pushing 60 episodes, as we're getting ready ooh. for some DD, boys and girls,
0: ooh, yeah, and oh, we have we have two of our other players in chat too.
1: Yes, which are here, right? Which yeah, I think Sparrow and Bounty Coder. Bounty Coder,
3: or they were earlier. Mm-hmm. They they're here. are they still here.
1: Yes, and I also mm-hmm. have to note, gentlemen, I did go watch the Dune movie. Oh, I'm on my birthday on good. Monday. Oh my! Told you. Oh it's, my! It's, it's, wow, it was
3: very good. The cliffhanger kind of turked me off, but A
1: little like yeah. Was
3: I also was like yeah. Why couldn't you have just done it like Twilight? The way they did, like <laughs> Twilight, where they filmed the last two movies back to back. Yeah. Like, why not just film like they did Lord of the Rings? They filmed all three movies back to back, and then you just leech. But you know, well, I don't understand the whole mentality of splitting that up into two films that are going to be three years. You gotta apart wait that
1: long? Yeah, oh. it's
3: it's dangerous too, right? Because things in real life happen that could affect
0: your actors or yep. um, etc. So that's what always scares me. Is it's like, man, you're really taking a risk here. Just do the trilogy now. You know, while you contracts
3: are fresh etc. I'm glad you saw it though cuz it's um I've already watched it I've watched it once I thought Chris was going to be back by now so I was waiting for her right. and now she's not going to be back this weekend so i'm like Fuck it i'm just gonna watch it again this weekend <laughs> um it's, it's literally on the docket for saturday night my uh saturday night session is gonna nice, be watching do it again because it's
1: it's such good fun. i man i so i have bro day with my brothers this will kind of be a final little <laughs> wrap up here but i have bro day on mondays with my brothers uh and we usually hang out we'll eat we'll chat catch up on life and then you know we'll watch something sometimes we're watching something funny sometimes we're watching something too dune was out and then we we started watching my youngest brother had already watched it and my other brother Shaw's, who's here and, and myself we were like okay so we were watching it. man i caught myself a couple times and i was like this i was like mouth breathing yeah in, in that like you know in that state where you are so focused on it that you're just losing track of everything else going on around you those are good man and yeah it's, yeah it's bro day not birthday bro day this is why i don't i'm usually not live on mondays i'm hanging out with family enjoying that like you know day off to kind of chill with them but it was i it got to the end and i was like i knew that was going to be the cutoff too man i was like oh it's coming look at the damn you see it again, nathan i'm not saying
0: anything Oh, a little oh. bit on the outside right like i saw the old um Dude. the old work but i i've not i won't anything spoil anything
3: through. i won't spoil anything by saying this that end shot when you see the sandworm through the through the mm. dust and there's a yes. in the back was just like oh shit, that was like the best note to like end the movie <laughs> yeah. on it was like it's a cliffhanger but also Good. just that shot going yes. off and it's like because <clears throat> you know that's coming in the next yeah, yeah. and in in the yes. Lynch movie and in the miniseries that Sci-Fi did, both of those versions, like the first time riding the sandworm, that is an epic moment in the book and in all of the previous iterations. I'm really looking forward to it. I just it sucks that we have to wait two years. And I'm gonna nerd out very briefly because I feel like we're also gonna have some open mouth breathing moments with Wheel of Time.
2: yeah I have
3: watched those. Here's the funny Ooh. thing. Remember I mentioned yes. the character of Loghain last week. I had not paid attention because I was always in the back of my mind. I'm like, Loghain is an important figure, but why is he showing up in season one so early? Why is he in all the trailers? And then I was like on my Discord the other day and we were talking about Will Time and I went into the GIFs, the GIFs, GIFs, whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm looking and I, and I pull up an image of Loghain and I'm like, that's the fucking professor from La Casa de Papel or Money Heist on <laughs> Netflix, which, by the way, if you have not watched that show – It is an intense show. The professor is the brains behind the thief operation that go rob the the currency house. And he plays the professor, and he's a Spanish actor. And I looked at that and went, is this – that? that's the professor, isn't it? And then I went and looked him up, and I was like, sure enough, he's playing Loghain in Wheel of Time. And I'm like, now I'm even more hyped for the show because he is – uh, an amazing actor, and and I've loved him in that show and a couple of other things I've seen him in. So now I'm just like, oh shit! If they if they've got him playing Loghain like now I'm starting to in my mind theorize about where they're gonna use that character in the show now, as opposed to the way it was done in the books. And I'm just like, hmm,
1: hmm. I've done um, I have to see. dude, I've done a good job. I YouTube rabbit hole found my way to unraveling the the wheel or something like that and it was like oh no they're gonna totally break it down i'm like i gotta back out i got back out i gotta i gotta say no i had to back out of there because he started talking about stuff he's like oh he's telling me about things i don't need to know i was like i backed out and i was like yeah, i can't least... do this i gotta i gotta with i gotta abstain for 15 more days i think right 19 <laughs> <laughs> just a little yeah, over dude. two weeks man be oh.
0: careful man be careful, it's man. Those so links, they tough.
3: come from anywhere. They'll catch my you. Brother,
0: you'll
1: think, you'll my
3: brother—you'll
0: think it's cave.
1: Trivial, and it's like boom, and it hits you like, oh, well, you just told me something I didn't want to know about right now. Oh
3: My brother caved and started reading the uh, the series. He's never read it before, uh, and he—I think it was two days ago. He's like, I just got it from my Kindle.
2: No, you're
3: gonna lose the. Next 14 well, it's not that
0: it's not that bad because he'll he'll start reading the show, will come out, he'll watch it, and then he can continue reading right, uh, and then he'll be excited. I still take the approach that if you really want to enjoy a series and there is a movie and or show coming soon, just chill on the Wait. books for a little while, enjoy the show and or movie, which, and then read the books, and then you won't be disappointed.
3: Which is why I have avoided reading the Expanse novels Same. because I was waiting until this final season launched, which is coming out. I think December yes. is the final season of Expanse, yep. and it's, it's on my – I believe my January or February reading list is yeah. when I'm going to start the Expanse because I'm doing – I'm doing Sword and Sorcery with Liam, aka Hembar, right now. This month is Sword and Sorcery, so I'm mm-hmm. reading some Conan yes. novels. Next month is um, The Chronicles of Amber, uh, which I've read before, but I'm going to reread those. And then I'm going to switch from that and read the Thrawn trilogy, mm-hmm. uh, which is the first Timothy Zandt books that he did in the early 90s, which I've read those before. And then, But then I'm going to get into The Expanse, and I wanted to wait, because that show was really good, it and I didn't really want to taint it. No. Um, and like Chris, Chris has watched Lord of the Rings... Five times now never read the books i got her a box Mm. set oh wow i got her a box set in spanish because it's way easier for her than trying to read it in english um earlier this year and uh she still she takes her time and she has all these other things but she's slowly chewing her way through the hobbit and she every once in a while she'll come to me with questions because she's seen the hobbit like two or three times and the movies are way different Mm -hmm. you know they've 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 fleshed things out a little bit but i I keep telling her it's like (laughs) You've seen the movies 4 or 5 times now so you have an idea of the essence of the character but right. you really do need to read the books because Yeah. But it mean you know, I'm glad that she didn't read them because it didn't taint her view of those films because those films are great. Yeah. Um I am yeah, still make- I'm still freaked out by when
0: the films came out and the songs they sang them exactly how I knew. How did I know that that's how that song went, right? Like I'd only read it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, how how did we know that that's how the songs we're supposed to be saying right like a so good weird man so weird that they're job? able to do that though oh. like that's a jedi
1: mind trick man. i don't want to i don't want to like be too presumptuous and go it's gonna be great, great like you know, set myself up to fail but at the same time it's like oh god i can't talk about this anymore i can't i'm sorry it's looking good i can't it's looking good i want to but i can't because i'm gonna i'm gonna go and it's, it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna cause me to go and want to look to answer my own questions i can't do this So I'm going to put a pause on that right there. I'm going to tell myself to stop. I am going to say related to my own. I I am the king of teasing. I think if you're an imperial flame and you are in my discord, you're wondering what's been going on with my own book. I decided that's a place I'm going to share little teasers that tells you something, but nothing at the same time. But if you if you're curious, there was something I posted. It was actually related to a real life article um uh about um you know physics and stuff astrophysics and stuff kind of related to possibilities i'm not gonna say anything more about it because that's all i'm gonna say but if you just so happen to be in there and you look at that i'm kind of telling you something that's actually really big and tells you about a lot of layers to the story but you're probably also gonna be like i have no idea how that what that does and I'll be like we'll just plant that and wait for it and i'll give you another te- teacher later i'm gonna put people in the position speculate so much before they actually get an answer and that's what i'm gonna do i just want to do that and it's gonna be fun because i can show so many things right now and tell you absolutely nothing but yet everything all at the same time and you'll have an answer to actually anything but it'll be fun to speculate so that's pretty much what i'm gonna do i decided and it feels like a good fit for me because i like to do that to people
0: Sim is like the guy that developers are like scared (laughs) to death because he's under their NDA, but he can (laughs) dance around the subject like and circle it so many times without actually breaking the NDA. (laughs) (laughs) It really, it really is
1: true though. I I can I'll take you right to the line and be like, and that's where we stop. (laughs) Right up to it. Oh man gentlemen what a great podcast as always um i have got to prepare for something else i'm going to be doing after this it's in chat so friends another great episode we're gonna wind this one down gentlemen probably gotta get going we're over two hours in yet again thankfully that i think we kind of all plan for this being a possibility ahead of time most days now but we're gearing up for dnd so get ready plenty of announcements around that coming soon um friends it's been an absolute pleasure as always, but was we wind this podcast episode down talking a little Parabellum today while uh, Renfell and Nathan shout out your domains where people could find you when you're not here on the show Renfell. Sorry. Yeah.
3: So the big thing right now is, um, obviously we launched, uh, the weave in the void. Um, all the websites are live now, but given that the D and D thing is just around the corner, everyone really needs to go over and subscribe to yes. the new twitch channel so it's twitch.tv forward slash weave void um obviously we we're gonna start streaming um those sessions right now the plan is that we're gonna start streaming on the 21st however we're already doing things on that channel i did a live read through of chapter one on monday night i'm gonna do chapter two next monday chapter three the following uh Monday night my brother and I are doing our brainstorming and other sessions live on Wednesday nights we're going to be meeting up this uh, Sunday on the 7th to do a preliminary character creation and fantasy grounds playthrough I'll be recording some snippets from that and then publishing those on the new YouTube channel so all of that information go over to uh, patreon.com forward slash wandering hermits and you'll find links to all of those different things the discord the YouTube the twitch and everything else but the twitch is the big one because that's going to be where we're going to be congregating starting the 21st of that evening and we want all the people to sub as possible because we do want to get affiliate status as yeah. quickly as possible and you got to get at least 50 people following along so go over there and do it just do it
0: there it is I pin or a posted so it in in yeah right too. is that what? right Ramfell? You uh, meant follow, right? On the Twitch. Oh, I forget that YouTube is follow. I don't I don't think you can sub until you're affiliated, right? No. So yes.
3: So just follow is what I what I need yes, so for it. Twitch. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's the big thing. Yes, I Just follow on Twitch.
1: Yes. It, it, basically it's uh follow on Twitch, subscribe on YouTube. It's sub yeah, on Twitch. Join on YouTube. I'm like, YouTube. y'all could have used the same words. Wait, come on, life... you're right. I
2: you're never right. That. Come on, guys.
0: Come on. Yeah, you could have used
1: the same words. You don't have to be that different on something like that. That's just... ridiculous, right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but Nathan, your 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 domain, sir. Uh,
0: find me on YouTube. Uh, the Nathan Napalm. Um, uh, got two new videos came up while we were talking, actually, uh, about some of the subjects we touched on. Uh, but also, um, please. And I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be all over this D D thing. So on my channel, um, I'll be talking about a lot. I'm gonna be uh, making a big deal of, out of it because the group we have together for this D D thing uh, is gonna be a hoop, man. It's gonna be a lot of good nerdy time. So yeah. everybody who watches this show, definitely you mm-hmm. gotta weave and void right on Twitch. Don't even wait for Sim to wrap this up. Just go right now yep. and follow because LinkedIn I want chat. you. to. Sunday, man, it's gonna be uh, mm. on the tour. It's going to be. It's gonna be
1: awesome. It'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun.
0: And you guys are hyping it, yeah. so much.
3: I'm starting to feel a lot of pressure. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> Don't That's worry, a... we're all
0: look. That you got such good personalities lined up here, man. This is gonna be. I think it's gonna be fun.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be good. Look at that. Even got out the Hobbit pipe. <laughs> I still have not went and got pipe weed yet. I'm, yes. I'm. Yeah, I have to go get pipe weed. Um,
1: yes and i i linked all of my stuff and things in the links below there stream cards uh you can follow all the things there if you're not already join our discord.gg forward slash org. the guys are in there we cover all the the content the show is in there it's posted in there um the youtubes and all that stuff are there if you don't follow the show on youtube definitely go over to the youtube channels check them out uh the one specific for this is the Simorg hq or some org channel that's where the whole uh has been listed uh we moved it over there early part of this year and now it's all there moving forward so friends it's gonna be a good time i'm looking forward to everything coming up oh, and that affiliate thing will get popped real quick man you'll de-
3: yeah i think so yeah um, once we get going yeah uh,
1: the specific thing is that is days of out of the month and which time- is why i already started I already started
3: doing just, uh, just the live the read-throughs. Just, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm doing my live read-throughs. Because yeah. previously we were doing the Wednesday night uh, streams anyway, but we were doing that on my on my private YouTube. Nice, so we've yeah. just moved those over perfect. to the new Twitch channels. And then perfect. Chris is going to be doing art streams when she gets back. My brother's going to be doing game dev streams perfect. in Unreal. There you go. And we're going to be doing great. miniature painting. Streams. I went and looked into her art and I loved it. She has some really good, really good, really good stuff yeah. going. She's just getting started too. Like She yeah. started, she's always loved being artistic like we have so many things around the house but i when i pitched it to her i was like i wish i would have pitched it to her earlier like because uh she was like oh i would totally draw stuff and then she was doing the pencil sketches and i was like we should just get you a tablet and she's like oh i don't know because i've never used a tablet yes. and i don't know any of those things and i was like I get i'm it. getting you a tablet
0: because yeah you'll, your artistic stuff will start you once you mm-hmm. learn the tools you'll be able to do whatever you yeah, want so yeah she's it's coming she's, through it's looking good been,
3: man yeah she's been t- taking a lot of classes too over the last six months like uh there's a spanish version of like um i forget the website you were telling you and i've talked about that website sim and i can't remember the name of it. udemy
1: oh udemy yeah 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 That's yeah a there's a the spanish great.
3: version which is similar to that so she gets a lot of stuff from there as well so oh, but yeah. i appreciate that Nathan. thank you so much for yeah. those words
1: and friends, she's, yeah, we got I'm I'm actually thinking I'm probably gonna get like a, I think one of those for Mel probably in this year because she's been kind of in doing a lot more with her artwork
3: as well lately. Do but it. yeah.
1: yeah. It's just really, it's really good. It's always good. To see, I've like, dabbled with right it. Now. I'm not
3: an artist, but I can do mm-hmm. cool shit like tracing and other stuff, <laughs> and like get things that I see and want and then nice. i can kind of do my That's own cool. version of it and i'm not an artist but it's 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 a really useful tool and then she's even i totally am spinning this out because we we're supposed to end the show so I, apologize. I know it's okay like, we'll
1: wind it we'll end
3: it cutting head, sh- cutting head shuts out for the point and click game like i just sent her the png and she nice. goes in there with the pen and Oop. just gets rid of everything and it's like oh this is so awesome
1: oh man yeah see i love that you can anyway we'll we'll, we'll talk more about this stuff later but Friends, it's it's okay. I kind of I'm like I could tell we could literally keep talking about stuff because now we're hitting artistic stuff and this is where you know you get us talking about art and fantasy worlds and being creative and this this group will just be here for another two hours. So, um, but you know, may not be a bad next show, huh? That's always a good time. Actually, I got an idea for the next show. I think it's going to be a really good one. In fact, I think we'll talk very little about news and stuff. So, friends always a pleasure. Thanks for being here and supporting the show and the cast. And we'll be seeing you again next week. Same time, same place, 5 p.m. CDT right here on the channel uh, on Thursday. You all have a really great week. and As always, much love. Have a great night. Walk in the light. And we will see you again next week, friends. See you soon. Some sooner.